We say things that don't mean anything. And thanks for listening. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to <laughs> episode. Uh, holy shit. Is it 117? I've actually forgotten. It's some episode. Sun's been here with Cinder. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good, Shannon. You, you sound like you're great. Um, <laughs> I'm really impressed. Thank you. As everybody can tell, we did uh, hire someone on Fiverr to sing the uh, yep. intro, usually. Uh, yep. But today, Shannon has to do it because we're at a different setup and he doesn't have it. Right. So let's, so. since this might be a semi-long episode, we're going to try to not make it so. But let's talk about where we are and then we can just get started with what is on the agenda, which is only one thing. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. So I, well, both Cinder and I were invited to ESL. That's the thing that we couldn't discuss because... I don't know why they waited so long to <laughs> announce the talent, yeah. but we were in midair when they announced it. Um, <clears throat> I am actually in Germany, though, uh, because I'm doing some content, which I don't know if it's even going to be done in time for the tournament itself, but it might be, mm -hmm. uh, with me, Cinder, or me, Slacks, and Purge. So that's a lot of fun. I'm actually in the ESL offices right now. Can you guys, can you see this, Cinderin? Yep, I can. Yeah, this Any is, yeah. Yeah. Good. This is uh, this is Shane's office. He was very nice. Uh, if you guys don't know who Shane is, Shane O'Mad from the old days. He was nice enough to allow me to use his office, so thank you. But the setup uh, with the overlay couldn't get working. This is why there's no intro. It's a little janky. There's no. Remember, our Twitters are usually up here, Cinderin. People don't know where to yeah. find us now. I'm sorry. What about you? Where are you? I'm in uh, I'm in Stockholm, Shannon. Wow. What are you doing there? Yeah. I'm gonna be. Uh, Working the event, and so wow. are you. But you're coming in later. That's so, right. Uh, yep, because you're doing your thing, and I'm going to be doing my thing. And the tournament starts tomorrow, and Excellent. I'm sure the pro teams know exactly what they're doing on this patch. So that's going to be crazy. Yeah, that, that's the most fun about these new patches is when there's a tournament right after. They don't really have time to adjust. Um, but okay, so yeah, that's going to be the literal only thing we're talking about today. Uh, is this, the 7.30 patch notes. So we're not going to go through every single thing. We're going to talk about the stuff that we think is important, uh, which may or may not even align with you and me, Sindarin, but I'm sure we'll get a few in here and there. Uh, and then we can talk about if we like the update and stuff like that, and yeah, we'll be good to go. And the we goal, can talk about how much Icefrog listens to the podcast. <clears throat> that's true. That'll, that'll come with each individual change, of course. All right. Mm. Um, so out of these general changes... Uh, which one do you want to talk about? You do all the general ones. They're always important because okay. it's every game. So Captain's Mode second pick phase has changed from Dire Radiant, Dire Radiant to Dire Radiant, Radiant, Dire, assuming Radiant is the first pick. Any thoughts? So that means the second pick team, in my opinion, has a stronger second phase now. Um, I think, I don't know what the data was in the previous patch or the pro team's perception of it, which sometimes is more important than the data almost. Um, but supposedly this is to put second pick in a better position. They now get two phase closing picks in phase two and three instead of one phase closing pick in only phase three. Uh, and it's always like this balancing thing Dota will have where how valuable is it to have the final pick of the draft? Is it so valuable that you need to be behind in the other two phases? Mm. Or is it only valuable enough that you need to be behind in one <clears> other <throat> phase, right? Uh, and for quite a while, the captain's mode order hasn't been changed for quite a long time. Um, beforehand, Is that true? the oh, I guess the band, been quite, the band been quite stuff has changed a lot. Yeah, band stuff changed, but I think the pick order has been the same for quite a while. Um, 
I want to say anyway. Um, but yeah, this seems to be a nerf to first pick overall. So we'll see how this turns out. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned that this is too loaded for second pick. Uh, but we'll see what the, when we get started. I actually completely forgot about the in Bruges tier. Thank you, chat. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that after the general changes, all right? So next thing, multiple critical strike procs are now rolled from strongest to weakest and will stop rolling once a proc occurs. This results in the same DPS, but it's less likely to have multiple crits in a row or multiple attacks without a crit. So kind of evening out the RNG, right? Which is something they've been, they've been doing for years now. And yeah, yep, so that's whatever. <clears throat> uh, cooldown percentage reduction no longer stacks. Sources of flat cooldown reduction still stack. So that means if you have a talent that's like minus 20 seconds to your ult, and then you get a CDR, you know, item or whatever, it stacks like that way. But if you get two CDR things, I'm guessing it just takes the larger of the two, right? Yeah. So if you have, uh, what's it called? Uh, Octarine Core, then Spell Prism isn't good, right? Right. Uh, basically like that. Beforehand, you would have people with Octarine and Spell Prism, and they would have like 40% CDR, and it was crazy. Um, what has happened in this patch, what we're going to get to, is that a lot of the talents, if not literally all of them, that gave percentage CDR on hero talents have been removed, and they've been reworked into yeah. specific spell uh, CDRs to accommodate this change, basically. Which so, is also a pretty down. big nerf, which we'll get to some other stuff, is the Arcane Blink is the first thing I thought of, because... Mm -hmm. Usually for heroes that take advantage of that, you have an Octarine on top of that, right? So right. ain't happening no more. No. Uh, okay, so increased HP regen of all heroes from 0 to 0 0.25, okay? All the heroes with 0. Oh, the ones that have 0, which I don't even know who those are anymore. They keep changing them. Yeah, I don't so remember. Often. A lot of heroes, this didn't change. But some of the weaker regen heroes get a buff, basically. Right. Like Water rune healing reduced from 80 health to 40? And it's still a bottle refill, though. Right. Uh, second Roshan. I mean, if it literally did nothing, it would still be good, right? Right. I, I mean, I was thinking, honestly, at some point, they might just make it a ghost rune. And it does nothing except fill your bottle. Right. But then fill it fully instead of two charges. Um, but then you remove the appeal for... I mean, the, the appeal for other players to take the rune is still there. Uh, but you just don't get anything. You're specifically only taking it to deny at that point. Honestly, that's almost where we're at now, right? Right. Taking water rune now is about denying. It's not about you getting it anymore. True. Second, yeah. Roshan no longer drops cheese, Cinderman. Let's go, Icy. ICF, my man, listening to the potty. <laughs> I mean, we did talk about it at the major during a cast, I believe, and yeah. nonstop ever since. Uh, so glad to see it. If he got rid of uh, the shard, I would have been quite upset, but we are not upset. It was going to be one or the other, right? Yeah. Second, Roshan win rate was way too high. Yeah, it, you just got too much. So, all right, and then neutral creeps now drop five neutral items per tier. This is something that has been suggested since the beginning. Yep, and I can't remember if you brought it up at all, but this means you're not. There's all somebody will always have a neutral item. Everybody will always have a neutral. So item. that is very good. That's a very good change, That's... and actually normalizes it as well, right? Because it's not just a, like. You have a better yeah. chance of getting these very impactful, quote-unquote, neutral items. So, Right, because you get one extra drop, so the variance is smaller. And on top of that, everyone in your team gets one. So this is a good change. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how much we want to talk about neutral items. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant when we get to the specific ones. But okay. 
there was a thread not too long ago with me being quoted from this podcast where I'm talking about neutral items and how I'm saying I don't I don't really think they make the game better. I still have that opinion. Um, also in this patch, but this is better than before. This concept with five per tier makes it better, uh, but I'm still not convinced that it makes the game better. It makes for some things more interesting. From a competitive standpoint, I still, I still am not sold competitively, but I think casually it's fun. It makes games more explosive and different, but it also contributes massively to power creep, something we haven't really talked about very much. Uh, I just want to mention that right now, if you think about it, right? <laughs> what has happened in Dota effectively in the last few years is we've got neutral items, so all heroes get more stats that they didn't used to have. Then we got the patch where empty levels now give plus two all attributes, something they didn't used to give. Mm. Um, overall, heroes in general have been going on a buffing trajectory rather than a nerfing one, so they've got better. And then we had the shards added that it also further improved hero spells and makes them more explosive. Then we got Roche to give an extra item, which now finally got rollbacked. Uh, now he gives the shard instead of the cheese. But you can see what I'm getting at, right? Like games yeah. were just getting really, really explosive and fast. Uh, building up your heroes is fast. The amount of gold on the map because of all of this seems extreme because you just farm so fast with all the free stuff you're getting. The flat base gold per minute got increased as well. And a lot of these changes were meant to accommodate supports that were being poor. But what effectively ends up happening is that you also just increase the goal of the carries. So now everyone is richer, and it means you have these six slotted carries minute 35 that used to need 45 minutes for it. And it's just different. Like, I'm a boomer, so I'm probably, you know, <laughs> a lot of people will be like, it's awesome that the games are mega fast. What are you talking about? I love getting my neutral items and just going to town and everyone is powerful. Uh, it's just different, and then whether you like it or not is obviously up to you. But right. the, to me, to me, I'm not sold still on on neutrals. But we'll get to the new ones later. I mean, I've been more. I've said this before. I've been more neutral in the past uh, concerning them. But with each iteration, I've liked them more. I'm not gonna say I'm like talents. I love. It's the best. Like talents one of the best changes they've ever made. Neutrals. Yeah. I think it's a positive thing for me now, but it's not like something. If they delete it, I wouldn't like cry over it. You know, talents are technically power creep too. They're but they're we're quite a lot of years back now with them, right? That was TI seven, I think. So it's four or five years ago by now. Um, but yeah, they also sped up the game, right? You just got a free new ability or free stats that you didn't used to have, so that also made right. heroes stronger. And as a final comment on this, what makes it feel so extreme is that. You buff a lot of the things about the heroes, but you don't buff the environment, right? Creeps haven't really got much stronger. Lane creeps, jungle creeps. Roshan is the one that has been really receiving changes overall, like more armor, more damage, faster scaling. But the jungle, I think the jungle should be harder to kill, actually, to lower the GPM of carries. That would be a good approach. Mm -hmm. Just make it a little bit harder or make it less rewarding in terms of gold. There was a patch that gave, I think, 10% less jungle gold. Uh, but then instead, stacking gives a, an, a massive amount of gold, right, to the supports. So then, again, the total influx of gold is still just going up and up and up. Um, and it made stacking such a viable strategy for farming. Um, so, Okay, so what, <clears throat> what we're going to do, I'm going to read the Imbruged here, because I did not yes. send this to you. Uh, mm -hmm. Then <clears throat> I think the items we can talk about a little bit more closely. And then when it gets to heroes, we're going to need to like skip yep. a lot of them. Uh, just go over the most, the biggest changes and talk about the generalization of the patch. So, yep. 
For the Embruced here, thank you to Position 5 Jungle Wraith King for Cavern Crawl. Heroin Horse is the greatest third position Dota 2 player in the world. Disco Farm D, if I could get my vaccine from Witch Doctor, you can get yours from Regular Doctor. <laughs> Vincent Darksea, Position 1 Juggernaut, but my Position 5 is a Jungle Wraith King. Your friend Andy Rue, Semper Pi, Hakuna Matata, the guy in the chair, Esquire. Lucas Frankel, Commander Donut, I'm playing Position 5 IRL. Bread Sheeran, Bonsai Wise Guy, Chicken Pot Pie, Chakar, playing against Wyvern on lane is so shitty, his second spell should be called Sphincter Blast. The Mega Pope, it's time to rhyme the Lime of Crime in time to water elephants, TI in New Zealand. Zan Xavier, Nate Thicko Zero One Hamscroats, Bacon, doing my utmost best to use a German accent while I speak to my mom asking for a spanking. <laughs> Shark TM, God, if people can hear me right now, Buns Fan and Cinderella, Novi Panda, Dop, Chaz Neck in Japanese is Niniku, and I am half Japanese. Nothing to see here. Underscore Man, Ben Broomhead really wanted them to give back Doom's HP regen on Devour. Now he's depressed, and it's Ice Frog's fault. Sag, Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Duntalk, Anonymous, OG Fan of the Sun Pharaoh, and his battles with Moses the Sinner Man. Peter, more people drown in a desert than die of dehydration at Niebling. Okay, that's interesting. And even though I said I wasn't going to do this, Perk, as always, very late with his changes. So let me just read his new one. Uh, Perkadirk, good luck at ESL, Sunsfan, and Cinderin. Thank you very much. That was a really long list. We got some new guys, didn't we? Thank I think you. so. I think so, yes. That seemed really long. Maybe it's because you read all of them. But you read fast, so. I agree. Yes, thank you, friends. We appreciate that. That was the Imbruce tier of our Patreon. If you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash we say things. Okay, so on to the changes, Cinder. And so item changes, uh, we should talk about Aeondis because this is probably the most quote-unquote broken item of the patch. Uh, bonus HP reduced by 50, and then the biggest thing is the cooldown has increased by 20 seconds every time it triggers <clears throat> with a max of 165 seconds. What do you think of this change? Because... We even talked about the idea of deleting the item <laughs> as a whole. What, uh, what do you think? So this is like the BKB treatment, right? Mm-hmm. Where now we have two items in the game that get worse get worse every time you use them. Um, oh well, BKB is debatable, right? With the or is it even anymore? I don't even remember. Does the cooldown go down any longer, or is the cooldown static? Hang on. What's the version now? Yeah, the cooldown is static. So we had a phase with BKB where BKB would go down in duration, but also down in cooldown at one point. And mm-hmm. then it got changed so that it only goes down in duration. So BKB just objectively gets worse every use. And it's the same here for Aeon Disk. There's no like saving grace. There's no benefit um, as it goes down. It just gets worse. So yeah, I think it's a it's an okay way of nerfing the item. It, it means that... Um, it's more of an. It needs to become more of an like an intelligent purchase where you buy it at the right time rather than oh it would be amazing to not die so I'm just gonna buy this item that makes me not die. Uh, now if you buy it early when you come to late game your Aeon disc is really long cooldown so if it gets procked pre-fight by whatever uh, the enemy team can really take advantage of the fact that it's down for two and a half minutes instead of what was the cooldown before? Do you remember? Was it 105? <clears throat> uh, I I assume it was 105. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, yeah, got worse. And lost 50 health as well. Uh, one of the other things that made Aeon Disk better and made it more popular was that we had the patch that reduced the cost of both Vitality Booster and Energy Booster. So that also just made Aeon Disk 200 gold cheaper at the same time. True. Um, I don't think the recipe cost was increased in that patch, but it's been a little while now. 
But yeah, it was due for a nerf. It's fine. <clears throat> okay, I'm We're skipping waiting. a bunch of these, so you tell me if I, if you want me to stop. But bottle yeah. uh, health mm-hmm. restore has been tweaked a bit. Um, it's just nerfed. Yeah, just overall slight nerfs. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Man, mango always gets changes to the cost. It's so funny. So like cheap. five gold less than before. Yeah. Thought it was pretty good already, but um, I think Falcon Blade might be picked up now. So it's bonus pushed to every patch. Bonus attack damage increased from ten to twelve, and bonus health increased by twenty five. Yeah, this, this is meant like... to be an early game value item. Look what you get for eleven hundred gold, right? <laughs> think about it. You can buy a Vitality Booster for one k, and it gives two hundred fifty health, right? Or you can buy a Falcon Blade for 1,100 gold. It gives 200 health, 12 damage, and 1.8 mana region. Obviously, it doesn't upgrade into anything. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, but it's starting to reach a point now where the value is so significant that I think we will see people buy this just for value on the right heroes. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised that they went for this route. I thought they would end up making some sort of upgrade for it eventually. Mm-hmm. But if they're making buffs like this, that means they don't want there to be an upgrade for sure. I kind of like items like this actually i like items that don't upgrade where it's like you're buying an item knowing that it has a timing and you need the item to pay off in the time that you buy it like it's the same thing with bracer and wraith band and and null talisman right uh null upgrades into something right or hang on it used to i don't know if it does anymore i don't even remember this by heart actually but we've been through all sorts of phases with these items uh i think having items that are like this is good. And it needs to be, the trade-off needs to be, okay, this item is cheap and really powerful, but later in the game you need to sell it or it doesn't feel good anymore. It's basically the inverse radiance where, man, this is really expensive to save up for, but damn if the payoff isn't good when I get it, right? right. Um, it, it's good to have items like this. So I think it's good. <clears throat> okay, Helm of the Overlord. This is a very uh, juicy a one. Yule's nerf is huge. That is huge, actually. Okay. Lost one mono region on Yule's. That's True. a lot. It's a big percentage nerf. Yep. Uh, Helm, I, although they didn't change, I don't. Oh, maybe they did. No, they didn't change the mana regen of Wind Waker. So maybe that's they want you to upgrade to that theoretically. Mm. Uh, Helm of the Overlord reworked recipe now requires Helm of the Dominator, Vlad's, and a thousand gold recipe. So the overall cost is fifty gold more. Bonus stats went down from twenty to eight. You can only dominate one creep, but the creep movement speed has been increased by twenty. The creep bonus attack damage has been increased by. 55. God, that's so much. 55. Holy shit. Bonus armor from 4 to 8, and obviously gives you the Vlad's aura. So Vlad's has an upgrade. This is a cool item for a lot of position 3s, <laughs> I think. Um, it makes it more appealing to go for Vlad's. Like, Vlad's has been very unpopular for a while, um, but a lot of the offlaners like to go Dom, and now if you have that Dom, you can upgrade it with an aura for your team, and then you can get a powerful creep. And I think there's going to be strategies here that take advantage of how much stronger the creep got with this. That amount of damage on the creep, if you have a creep that has like attack speed or has good auras for your team, it contributes a lot to a fight or to pushing waves or to taking towers. Um, you can still take ancients, right? There's only yes. one now. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's very good, I think. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people pick this up. Okay. Uh, all right. Big one for me, Mage Slayer. Recipe has been reworked. Now requires Oblivion Staff, Cloak, and 400 gold recipe. So it's gone down from 3250 to 2400. So pretty drastic reduction. It grants 20% magic resist, 20 damage, 10 int, 15 attack speed, and 2 mana regen. Even though it doesn't say it, the exact same debuff as before, which reduces spell damage by 35%, I want to say. Yes, Is that right? for 4 seconds. So, people so this seems good. Now, yeah, 
There's a, there's like a subset of heroes that really want this, right? There are some carries that benefit a lot from the int and mana region, even though they're not intelligence heroes. And then there's the obvious intelligence heroes that benefit from all of the stats, something like OD or Silencer, uh, maybe even something like Puck. But I, like again, I think what is cool about this item conceptually is that you're buying it specifically, uh, not or well, not only because of its stats, but because of that passive, which has just been hard to utilize because it was so expensive to get this passive mm-hmm. that it didn't really feel worth buying Mage Slayer unless there were two enemy int cores or something that both suffered from mm-hmm. losing their spell damage. But now that it's so much cheaper, you can seriously consider it. I played a game the other day against a Slark who bought this first item. It's a really good item on Slark. You want attack speed and damage. You want the mm-hmm. mana region to farm with Dark Pact. Um, and yeah, the magic resist is really nice on a hero like that too. So you're going to see this item uh, with the new cost. So that's cool. <clears throat> okay, Sange, uh, more yeah. status reduction has been removed from it. Yes, the... every time status resistance gets nerfed, I am excited. Yeah, yeah but if you, I, yeah, I was going to say when you upgrade, it's still it's still be the same as before. Yeah, so but at fine. least Sange is not stupid. Yeah, I mean, the, the casual Sange thing is pretty stupid. I agree. Uh, Silver, this one's cool. Silver Edge. Recipe reworked now requires a Shadow Blade plus Crystalis plus 350 gold recipe. So it's gone down from 5650 gold to 5300. So it grants 60 damage, 40 attack speed, and 30% chance of a 160% crit. And attacking, breaking out of invisibility, now deals a guaranteed 1.6 crit with 175 bonus damage. And even though it doesn't say it, I assume the break is still there. Like, all that stays the same, right? This is nutty on specific heroes. I think it's going to get nerfed, actually. Well, we'll see. This is going to get used in this tournament, I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure. And For sure. There's, this, there's like a small handful of heroes that is absolute bonkers on. Like the primary two that come to mind are Kunkka and Earthshaker, where this is, has got to be fucking wild with Tidebringer, right? Like you deal insane bonus damage coming out with the crit as well, and it's guaranteed a lot of the time in the past, Kunkas would go for like this Daedalus build, right? And hope for crits on their cleave. Yeah. Now you have a guaranteed setup crit. Same for Earthshaker with Enchant Totem. Uh, the damage is absolutely insane. It's really, really strong, this item. Uh, as far as its other stats, um, it does not do anything else than these two things. Invisibility, bonus damage, and crit. And then it has its base stats. Hmm. So <clears throat> very nice. Yeah, I, I'd love to see Kunkka again. I mean, we've seen obviously support Kunkka. We've seen mid Kunkka that builds like Radiance and mm-hmm. kind of goes like just tank mode. But the old school crit Kunkka has not been a thing for a long ass time. So yeah, it's, like, it's always fun. Uh, Smoke of Deceit increased max stock from two to three. Okay, yeah. very nice. Um, all right, that's most of the main stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Neutral item changes. Faded Brooch. Removed. Ironwood Tree. Removed. Impclaw. Removed. Illusionist Cape. Removed. Minotaur Horn, Orb of Destruction, and Ballista. All removed. Any of these surprising to you? Faded Brooch was always good. Ironwood Tree was really good on Hoodwink and Timbersaw. Yep. Uh, although Timbersaw, not as much because the, the cooldown was reduced or increased. Mm-hmm. Impclaw didn't seem that crazy to me. Am I dumb? It was, I mean, it was um... fine, but it didn't seem crazy good. I think it was too... Okay, so my take on neutral items in general, which we're going to get to with the new ones as well, is that I think, for me, good neutral item design is items that are interesting and feel useful, 
but aren't overly impactful on specific <laughs> heroes and aren't overly impactful against specific heroes. Mm. Because the more polarizing they are like that, the more the RNG matters, right? That's why an item like Illusionist Cape was kind of dumb because useless in so half much, the games. And it was amazing, so yeah. much better on specific heroes than others, right? Ironwood Tree was honestly fine, except that the active was way too good on Hoodwink and Timber, whereas on every other hero, it kind of didn't matter. Um, originally, if you remember, Ironwood Tree's cooldown was like four seconds, and Timber Saws would use this when Tier Three and Tier Four items were out because it just gave them Timber Chains. Then it got nerfed, and now it's ultimately just removed. Um, I think that similar way with Imp Claw, right? It gives 26 damage in a critical strike, which is incredible on a lot of agility carries, but very uninteresting on specific carries and on a lot of intelligence uh, scaling heroes, right? So it's again, it's like a polarizing item. Um, I guess the logic with Orb of Destruction is kind of the same. And Ballista, right? You get to tier 5 items, you have a lineup without ranged heroes, well, here you go. Absolutely yeah. useless tier 5 item, right? It's just, it, I well, don't find that to be good And design. if you have um, one, it's beyond broken. Right. Like so in certain games, like... extremely polarizing, this yeah. item. Like, yeah, I agree. That's um, what I'm saying. Like, Imclaw didn't feel... Imclaw and Orbit Destruction just didn't feel on that same level. Orbit where, Destruction, to me, is the weirdest one to remove here, I think. Um, out of all of them. I think the others you can make a case... Uh, depending as well, like, Faded Brooch... Faded Brooch is just good, right? I honestly thought that was a good design, because it's, like, just overall good... Uh, it's move speed and mana, no one's going to complain about that. Maybe you could have tweaked the values if you thought it was too good. Uh, but well, I think part of it is also making room for new items as well. Yeah, right? I guess so. And now that you're getting uh, five neutrals per tier, mm -hmm. uh, also removes a lot of the RNG if you're getting rid of some as well. So let's talk about the new ones. <laughs> uh, pig pole is a tier one item, grants six to all stats, and has an active pig out turns the owner into a pig for four seconds and grants 10% move speed, cooldown 25 seconds, and mana cost 50. So, all right, I'm going to give my impressions. I have, again, I've been busy, so I haven't, like, seen any Dota. But since this patch came out, I literally was in the plane when the, the patch came out itself. So mm -hmm. this feels like, first of all, 10% move speed doesn't seem like that much. I, f I could see that actually getting buffed. The fact that it's 50 mana... Makes me, because at first I was like, people would just use this in rotation through the jungle, like on their long treks, kind of like what Tranquil Boots are kind of right. for. But 50 mana, that seems a, kind of like a lot, doesn't it? If you're using it yeah, multiple maybe. times. I could see it. I mean, the cooldown is also a blocker, right? 25, you can use it. I mean, yeah, how true. far do you get in four seconds by 10% extra move speed at that point? Let's say your hero has 350 move speed, then you get 35 and you have it for four seconds, so you travel an extra 130 distance in the jungle. Like, whatever, right? right? It's like nothing. Now, having said but, that, I think the concept is really cool. I love yeah. the concept. It needs to be buffed. I, I think we've talked about this before. I love concepts where you sacrifice something to get something else. I right. love that in video games in general. I love the concept of, like, sacrifice for something, right? Similar to what we talked about with items, where I like items that are strong at a phase of the game, but then you pay the price, or items that are weak but then you get the reward. Um, that's cool. And that's this item. You hex yourself for move speed. So you need to understand, okay, is this 10% move speed going to save my life? Is it going to allow me to get a kill? And oh shit, I just pigged myself and now the situation has changed. I took the risk and now I pay the price because I'm a pig. Um, that is cool. I love the concept of this. I like the idea. Um, whether the values are good is a different story, but this is fun. 
And I think this is one of those neutral items that just conceptually, it's just nice, right? Six all attributes, every hero can use this. The active is universally useful and universally not broken either, right? right. It's not like, oh my God, we found pig pole. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I like this. I, mean, I would love to see some like tweaks, more movement speed, if, or just lower the mana cost to zero. Like, is there a point in having a mana cost to this? I don't know. Yeah, debatable. But either way, I really like this very cool concept. Next, yep. another tier one item, Tumblr's Toy. Grants 200 mana, has an active vault, which propels your unit forward 300 units with a cooldown of 30 seconds. Doesn't say anything about mana cost. That's what I'm talking about. Goes on a three-second cooldown when receiving player-based damage. So it's kind of like a cookie, I would assume, yep. right? Mini blink. I'll, you can't use it when you've taken damage, but this is yeah. I, I think this is cool as well. I like it quite a bit. Yeah, it's uh, a bit more mobility. Again, um, something that Dota suffered from for a bit was, I think, too much mobility, but it got toned down a bit. We got some nerfs to mobility stuff like movement speed uh, to some heroes that had a lot of jumps got nerfs to them. So I think this is okay, and especially the fact that, again, this is a trade-off item, right? It, it's not You need to not take damage to, to make use of this. I'm a little bit concerned about this one compared to the pig pole because I think this is a lot better on specific heroes than other heroes, right? Like having a 300 unit jump is way better on a Sand King that just channeled Epicenter than it is on, you know, a Broodmother, right? For example. Like it's just. Well, I think. <clears throat> I don't. That doesn't sound that broken. I would say the biggest thing about it is terrain walking. You can go up cliffs. Yes, that too. Absolutely. That's good on literally everybody yeah. other than heroes that already have terrain walking, like Brood, right? Right. So, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm not as sold on this one as I'm on the pig pole, but I'm also not like super mad at it. The ones I'm mad at are coming up. So this brigands okay. blade tier two item gives you ten damage and ten attack speed. Has a passive called dark mercy. When attacking an enemy, deals seven damage for each ten percent HP the enemy is missing. And I was told by chat because again I haven't gotten to see any Dota that this works on towers and buildings. Yeah. Yep. That's I guess it also works on Roshan. Oh. I, I, I think it just works on everything, right? Yeah, this I don't know. This sounds cool to me. Is this one one of the ones you hate? Uh no, actually not. Um it might become that, but mm. um I think this is okay, right? Like it's one of those items, it's never gonna feel terrible. There are some heroes that it's better on than others, that's unavoidable. But I can't think of any hero where this is just flat out completely broken, right? There's no hero. I guess there are some lineups playing with this where it's really good. Like, let's say you're playing it with a strategy that has Shadow Demon, for example. Then you just Soul Catcher and your carry is starting to deal way more damage every attack. Um, but overall, <laughs> it's just a, a feel good physical damage hero item. And if you don't have heroes that it really fits for, it's not trash for your mid int hero or whatever you're running, right? Mm -hmm. um, but obviously not the number one priority. It's okay. I think. It sounds cool on Huskar. After life break, yeah, I can yeah. see that. It's similar to Soulcatcher logic. Yeah. All right, next one. Too good on him, maybe. I mean, else. yeah, we won't know what's like too good. I mean, this is the thing. There's there's going to be more patches before TI, but they're going to be smaller, obviously, where they tweak a lot of this stuff. Uh, all right, tier two item, Fey Grenade grants twenty movement speed and has an active called Shadow Brand. Throws a bomb to an enemy within 900 range, dealing your attack damage and applying a debuff that provides vision of the unit and deals 20 DPS for 7 seconds. 
20 second cooldown, mana cost 25. This one's kind of weird for me. So I don't know if this has been fixed, but the last thing I read about this, it worked with Sticky Napalm. And that's just flat out giga fucking broken and needs to be removed. Like, mm-hmm. there is no way Bad Rider can have this item. Um, so hopefully that's fixed. I'm assuming it is. Because um, all of the other items with Bad Rider that used to work with Sticky Napalm stopped, right? It doesn't work with Radiance, for example. Um, so yeah, if that works with Bat, get it out of there. It's way too overpowered on Bat. And I don't. Like, like I said before, neutral items that are just busted on one hero. You remember mm-hmm. old Essence Ring on Wisp. Um, stuff like that just isn't good for the game. See, like so. this one, I don't particularly love the concept. It's not even about the numbers. Yeah. Like dealing your attack damage from range and it provides DPS. That's great. Like blink canceling throughout the entire game. I don't know. I'm not the saying this is even like is, particularly good. Like could be not that great. But well, I don't like I the concept. Think- so what is dealing your attack damage? Is that your base damage or your current attack damage? Because if it's your current attack damage, then it's pretty broken on Earthshaker, right? Then you mm. use Enchant Totem and then True. you throw a grenade. Like, if that actually works, then I mean, it's if, also broken on Shaker. Normally, if it's base damage, it says base damage. So I was assuming it's yeah. just taking all your attack so, damage. Yeah. So the, Which will proc items as well. I if it assume. works like this... This is not a good concept for me because it's way too good on specific heroes. Then you have Shaker and Bat currently. Um, there's probably some other hero I'm not thinking about with the interaction. Um, and the fact that melee heroes get a ranged attack, it's just weird. Yeah, um, this is a very weird one for me. Yeah, don't, don't like this. Um, okay, yeah. next one, Tier 3 item, Blast Rig, grants 8 armor and has a passive called Hair Trigger. The next time you get attacked by a hero within 300 range, explode, dealing 300 damage to all enemies within a 300 radius and applying a 100% blind for 2.5 seconds. 20 second cooldown. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you don't like this item. Yep. Guess why? Uh, Because it's not good on axe, sadly. (laughs) Because it is way too good against specific heroes, right? Like... You're playing against Phantom Lancer or Chaos Knight or Meepo, and you find this item, and all of a sudden one of the heroes in your team can literally get jumped by this hero, press one button, and just that save sounds themselves great. entirely. I hate playing against this hero. That sounds great. I mean, sure. Then it's because you hate the heroes, right? And that's, I mean, peace be with that. People like different stuff. I don't like playing against PL either, okay? But he still needs to be able to work. Like, I feel like if I'm playing PL against a hero that finds this, I feel like it's unfair. Right. Like, they just literally got for free an item that counters my hero. Like, how is that okay? Yeah, no, that's true. I'm not a huge fan of this concept either. Um, so it is, a, it is a passive with a 20-second cooldown, right? So you can, like, try to... You can try to, like, poke and prod around it, but the problem is... It's like, it just... It becomes I mean, this I, awkward... Tell me if you agree with this. I would actually be fine with this if there was no blind. Yeah, that would make it way more fair. That's it's the blind I'm like, mainly upset about. Yeah, the right? blind it's, is what I don't like. The yeah, I guess the concept I do like. I just don't like the blind. The fact that it's passive means that PL can throw a lance to trigger it, I suppose, so he can like play around it that way. And Chaos Knight can send in one illusion to hit you one time, and then he can go on you. But it's just like you need to go through all of these extra hoops conceptually to play your hero the way it usually does because they found this item. Um, I feel like items that have an effect like this should be purchased. That's where you invest into countering the enemy hero. Like buying Aeon Disc, right? It's because you want to counter something. Uh, You shouldn't get this kind of concept for free, in my opinion. It's just... 
I don't know. I th- I think this is the item I dislike the most out of all the new ones because of this. Um, I hate to agree with you, but right. I mean, yeah, I don't know if I hate it the most, but uh, I actually think I don't like Fey Grenade more than this, but yeah, the blind is yeah. the only thing that needs to change for me. Okay, tier four item. I have no idea how to say this. Is this ascetic or ascetic? Ascetic. Ascetic's cap, the fact that you're telling me how to speak English is sad. Tier I'm four guessing. item. Grants 300 HP and 10 health regen, has a passive called Endurance. Is that not the active of drum? The drum of Endurance? Is it not Endurance? I think it's called something else. Okay. Whenever a debuff from a player-controlled source will be applied to the owner, grant, oh, 50%, right. grant 50% status resistance for three seconds. Cooldown, 30 seconds. I actually like this item, and I know that you hate it just because there's status resist. I think this is cool. Um. It's it's kind of the same again, right? It's just I wouldn't put it on the same more... level as Blasterig, where it's just unbelievably good against certain heroes. I mean, it's, it's good against a lot of heroes, right? This is unbelievably good against certain heroes. Okay, who like Bane, Fiend's Grip, for example, against like something like Bane or Bristleback, or you know, like any hero that goes in and it says whenever a debuff. From a player-controlled source, so cooldown thirty seconds. So this happens once. What, what is a debuff? Anything if, that changes. If Bristleback uses Quill Spray. Do you get this because you get Quill Spray debuff on you, or yeah. is it any slow? So also for that, I would assume Quill Spray works against this. Right. Yeah. So you get hit by literally anything that puts a red box on your bar. I think so. You get fifty percent status resistance for three seconds. This just—it's one of those where it seems. It just seems exceptional against specific lineups and specific heroes and seems way better for some heroes than others, right? Like any initiator, someone that goes in first, you just know, you know you're getting this, right? Mm. Say you're a Sand King that blink stuns, you know you're getting this. They have to do something to you. They don't just let you sit there. So you just flat out just got 50% status resistance for free and they need to like start playing around it and like pussyfooting with casting an irrelevant spell just to proc endurance and... Oh, man, I'm such a boomer, you know, but come on. No, I mean, I understand your argument. I actually don't know why I like this one more than the other two, because it's the same argument, right? I guess uh, it's less impactful just, because it's a tier four item. So it happens later and it happens less often than the other items. Yeah, tier I, four I, are always going to be the biggest culprit good. in this so far is probably Blastric, and the second one is Fey Grenade. But Fey Grenade is just a huge culprit on a small subset of heroes. Uh, and it's a tier two item, so you get it even earlier. Right. So I don't know. Like I'm honestly no joke. Let's say I'm playing support shaker, right, in a game, and I find Fey Grenade. I might change my skill build. Like we're 17 minutes in. I'm support shaker. Let's say I'm level 10. I might just start maxing enchant totem and keep this item, and then I know that in any fight I can just throw out a 500 damage nuke from range. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a bit, it, I mean, this is definitely a good a item. I just, I just don't feel the same way as. I mean, this is a pay grenade tier two item, blast rig tier three. You're seeing these. In oh, most like games, Chad is right? pointing out, it cancels blink for ten seconds. What does? Because it's pay grenade. It's a seven second DPS spell. Yeah, that's. I already said that. Cinder. Yeah, yeah. So even that on top. Yeah, you mentioned that too. That's, Thanks for listening. 
Yeah, I did listen, actually, but I think that's worth highlighting a second time. Okay. Uh, Witchbane, tier four item, passively causes your hero to deal extra extra magic damage to its target, equal to 4% of its max mana on attack. Active is Dispel. Dispels all enemies and allies within 300 radius. Cast range 500, mana cost 75, cooldown 20 seconds. This is an interesting one. Uh, feels like this is a an OD item, maybe? Feels... Man, how broken of a reckon am I? You can tell where I'm going with this, right? Like, I actually think a lot of the neutral items that we have in the game right now, compared to these new ones, are less polarizing. This is like a polarization pack. All of the ones we're going through right now. This it is item tier is four, insane. Though. It is. But I mean, it keep is in mind the one that against specific heroes. They removed Minotaur Horn. That's a tier right. four, right? That's literally yes. a three or whatever it was. Second BKB. That's if you think about it. it that's a, that's incredibly good. It was a two second BKB that gave twenty strength, but incredibly good. The thing about that item for me is that it's a lot harder to find a game where that is not just flat out good on basically any hero against basically any team, right? Like, what games do you not get benefit out of this? 20 strength is just good, and the magic mm-hmm. immunity is just going to be generally good against lineups, right? Witchbane, as an example here, the dispel is going to be generally good. We can discuss whether this is overpowered. That's a different story. But the passive with the mana burn on attack is like absolute fucking s tier against the right heroes on the right heroes Mm -hmm. and in other games it's like you know okay right i'm thinking this supposedly stacks with other sources of mana burn right so you could get this on anti-mage um and it will stack with your mana break you're gonna hit a leshrac three times and you can mana void him Mm -hmm. I, i don't know i'm assuming this doesn't work on illusions of course uh that would be really broken um but let's say it just works on your main hero it's just it's exceptional against a subset of meta heroes and not that good against the rest. It does nothing against BKB, I'm assuming. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm um, chat saying I'm it, not, I'm yeah, not sold it, on this. It's doing extra magic damage equal to four percent of its max mana on attack. It oh, sorry, it doesn't burn mana burn. Anything. Sorry, my bad. That, that's misleading. But the da- like the argument is similar. The damage is way stronger against the right heroes. If you're playing against int cores like Leshrac or, uh, you know, any hero that just buys items that yeah. makes this impactful, it will be way better. This would have been a good game. opportunity to bring Harkin's Blade as a neutral item, actually, where it just changes your attack to magical. Or make something like this purchasable, because this is an investment. This is a situational game item where it's like, man, this is, would be a good item to pay for yeah, this. So effect. this one, this I feel like free. I have to see this one in game, how busted it quote unquote could be. Um I feel very confident Fae Grenade and Blast Rig will get nerfs. Uh, I don't I just don't feel the same way about this. Of its max mana on attack. How does this work against Medusa? Doesn't this just eat her alive? Good. Fuck that hero. Anyway, last neutral on. that was added is a tier five Arcanist armor. Are we really skipping over Dispel, Shannon? Like, come on. Are you just going to glance over that ability? Well, it's more I'm trying to keep the podcast not to be eight Fair hours. Enough. Okay, Dispel is very Monka. Next. Yeah, just, I mean, there's. I mean, keep in mind, there's a lot of Dispels in the game now. If you go back two years, yeah. I think we've doubled the Dispels, I want to say, at least. This so. is the first one that's free, though, right? No. Or is it uh, part of the hero? Uh, what's, what's the blink, the blinky neutral? Uh, uh, flicker. Yeah, four second dispel. That's 
that, broken. That's not, that's a self dispel only. This dispels allies and enemies. Okay, fair enough. It's crazy. It's absolutely fucking crazy. I think. Is it Arcanist or Arcanist? Arcanist. Arcanist armor, tier five item, five armor, twenty percent magic resist. Passively grants five armor and twenty percent magic resist to all allies in a nine hundred radius. As an active called Mega Shield, gains a thirty-five percent damage reflection aura in a nine hundred radius. Affecting allied units for the next five seconds. Cooldown, 20 seconds. So anything in a 900 radius for that five-second period will be reflected. It's like a huge blade mail. Yeah. Very fucking good. But it's skill-based, right? It's completely skill-based. I mean, the passive is good, for sure. Mm -hmm. But the active is super skill-based. I I don't know what the effect looks like. I wonder if it's like a very obvious effect when it goes off. To me, this is one of the better tier five items because better designed. Does, yeah, it doesn't feel as polarizing, right? This is yeah. one of those items. It's just good. Like you get armor and magic resist. Again, we can tweak the values if they're too broken, but the concept of this, you're going to be happy to find this, and it's like you said, it's it's skill based to use. I'm a little bit uncertain about the magic ref- or damage reflection thing as well. Like maybe that's too good against specific heroes, but. It doesn't just reflect like physical damage or whatever. It just reflects damage. Mm-hmm. So it's good against both physical and magical cores late game, and it's good against damage, which is very universal. So I think that's. I'm not too mad at this one actually. Surprisingly enough, because it's a tier five item, which usually are the ones that I feel like are the most busted. But in the field that it's in, this doesn't seem that ridiculous. Yeah, actually. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think it's okay. And it's just like generally going to be good as well. Maybe it's the always stats useful. are too strong. Like the guy, the guy who's wearing this has what's that? Ten armor and forty magic resist permanently. Like maybe that's a little bit too crazy. Is are but you sure you that's how it works? Value. Are you sure I that's how so. it works? It's, it should be right. It's like AC. You get the flat bonus yourself, and then the aura is shared. Yeah, that's true. So huh. you should be having ten armor, 20, forty magic resist all the time. That's so nice. that is a lot. That's powerful, yeah. but. It's still it's so late in the game. I still think you can like handle this, and there's a lot of like insane damage and pure damage and blah blah blah. So uh, I'm not too mad at this one compared to the rest. I again, I, I want to see what the visual effect. I I think it's important that this item has a very noticeable visual effect when you activate it. Yes, for sure. But no idea if that's the case. Okay, so again, we're gonna skip a bunch of this stuff, but some other neutrals were changed a bit. I think one I want to note is flicker, which we mentioned. Cooldown from four to five seconds, and now blinks in place if the owner received damage in the last three seconds. That is a gigantic nerf. Still very yeah. good, though, because it gives I, you move speed, it gives you a dispel, but you can only use it every five seconds and not if you've taken damage, essentially. I honestly thought I thought this neutral was going to get removed. Yeah. I really thought so. I'm surprised this was kept in the game. It's just, yeah. I think a lot of people dislike it. And yeah, you're nerfing it now, so it's less stupid than before. But conceptually, I don't think this is interesting. And I think it's just way too good against specific heroes. Once again, you have a, even if you blink in place, having a dispel on yourself every five seconds is just fundamentally busted against the right lineups. Yep. Um, don't like it. That's uh, one thing, at least, that the Witchbane has going for it is that, yeah, it has a dispel, but at least the cooldown of that is 20, right? Uh, but it can then also be used on allies and enemies, but Flicker is just... So another gigantic nerf is Spider Legs, no longer considered a boot, and the movement speed has been reduced from 65 to 25. That means it gives move speed, though. It does give move speed, but and it gives you terrain walking, I guess, but people would literally like not use boots because they got this, and that's like super RNG. Now, there's still, I think, force boots are still in the game. Am I wrong? 
So there is still, but it is a tier five item. Yes, correct. So um, that is the one boots that's available as a neutral. Probably one. also mentioned Enchanted Quiver. Got a really big nerf. Uh, bonus damage reduced from 300 to 200. And then the cooldown got decreased by a second. So you can proc it more often. But you get less of this, like, holy shit, I just got a free 300 damage on my initial attack combo on Enchantress or yeah. Puck or any of these heroes that just get that boost. Uh, this is a good way of nerfing that item, in my opinion. So people are asking what it means by no longer considered a boot. It means that technically it now stacks with boots. Yes. But it doesn't mean it's better because it actually means it's way worse because it would replace boots before, which that gives you an extra inventory slot, which is like the biggest deal for like these Medusa-type six-slotting carries that you know get those items at 35 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever. So, yep. Okay. Uh, all right, for the hero changes, we need to skip a lot of these. Uh, yep. Now, I'm going to say this before we go on, that a lot of the changes are for talents, and it's not across the board because there's some uh, anomalies here and there. But for the most part, it feels like the goal was to get rid of a lot of the generic talents, like the stats or move yep. speed or whatever, and make them more skill-based, like around your skills, which yep. I think we've talked about before. I like the idea of having literally yep. every talent in the game to be based on the skills of the hero and not stat-based. I think stat that's based. the end goal, honestly, is yeah. for, to remove the flat stat it, talents. It does feel like that, but again, they for a couple of heroes, they did add stat stuff, which felt kind of weird, but whatever. There's a few odd ones out, yeah. Okay, so you're going to have to tell me, because again, I skimmed yep. this once. Uh, which heroes do you want to go in? We just take turns. We just start at a bad, and then we say yes or no. I think cast okay. range is worth mentioning on a photic shield plus fifty. That's a really big buff to this hero. Yeah, that's um, true. Just better in By all the way, roles. Am I dumb? I was having this conversation with Purge. I didn't remember. I feel like in Dota One, wasn't it flip flopped where a photic shield was long range and miscoil was short? Right. There was there was a, a time when a photic shield had seven hundred cast range, and I think miscoil had three hundred. And a badden was first pick. Yeah, he was broken. Uh, a photic shield was so insane. Uh, back then and then it got flopped and then the hero became like more balanced okay. uh, i guess one more trend to mention before i move on there's a lot of heroes that lost strength and strength gain um it's not only strength heroes it's just a lot of heroes across the board so i think trying to combat a bit of the i said power creep before but just overall like the tankiness might have gone up a bit too much for some heroes mm -hmm. so a lot of these like strength stat gains in particular are getting the axe in this patch so and i think that's fine even if that's this fine. isn't the most impactful thing i want to mention the cool stuff i do think the 25 talent change is cool so essentially the 25 talent has become the 20 talent except it's been nerfed to 100 aphotic shield health for abaddon and the 25 talent minus one curse of avernus attacks required so it goes from four to three, and if you add ags on top of that, which with any of your spells will put a stack, that means you're getting this shit off like immediately in a lot of cases. Like if you have Echo Saber, like if you're going to carry build, let's say, you'll get it off instantly. Um, I think that's cool. I like that yep. a lot. Uh, Alchemist, yes, no? No, really. Okay, AA? Uh, Ice Blast nerf. Yeah, a lot so of people were asking for this. Level one and cooldown. two, yeah, level one and two longer cooldown. Okay, anti mage. This one is interesting. So shard, what was the shard before? It was like the blinking illusion shit. A lot of these I don't remember that well. What was his shard? He had like his ags. I don't even remember. For God's uh, sake. I, one of them was a blinking illusion that has spell shield I on it. I think that might have been the shard. So what the hell was the ags? <laughs> What is his current ag, Cinderin? Coming right up. So 
for people current uh, acronyms creates uh oh that's the illusion <laughs> but that's the new one right fuck what was the old shard then okay oh, so the no, previous no, oh, 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 old shard was the blink range i think that's all it was right it was like 300 blink range and maybe a lower uh, cooldown on blink okay right and then the blink uh aganim scepter is blinks an illusion at the target enemy yeah. location and okay. attacks them for seven seconds counterspell is re replicated on the blink fragment illusion has three charges okay so that's the new thing okay so all right cool that's anti-mage i don't do you think this makes any difference with him uh i don't know i've i never really think about the axe and the shard on this hero to be honest maybe it's maybe that's why right like people didn't consider those even interesting and now they're trying to buff them so that it's more valuable to go for them. He also yeah. got 0.3 strength gain, which is no joke on a hero that's like of this kind. I think that's a pretty big buff, actually, giving him 0.3 strength gain just out of nowhere. Sure. That really we'll feels good. He has a lot of, like, think about it. This hero has a lot of armor and he has a lot of magic resist. So EHP from health is extremely high for a hero of that kind. So strength gain is a very big buff just in general for any game. Okay, Arc Warden, uh, skipping. Yeah, probably. Axe, this one's big, and I'm very fucking sad. Rework Shard now, now causes Counter Helix to apply a six-second stacking debuff that reduces attack damage by 20% and increases Counter Helix chance by 10%. Very, very, very sad. No more carry Axe, and that really does fucking destroy me. So and I'm wondering the why they didn't just change this to be what it was in Han where instead of having attack damage reduced by 20% and counter helix chance increased, why not reduce their damage by whatever people that are called and increase their attack rate at the same time so that more counter helix is proc as a result? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, you could have done that. But they go for some weird... I, I don't like this change at all. I, I thought it was cool that... I know I always say this for like support. I mean, he wasn't a support, but... Heroes that can be played as carry, just being more versatile. Like he was the same hero for like 15 years. And then finally, he's able to play carry Sindarin for a few months. And now they've dumpstered him. Why? Why? The thing, the thing for me that makes this not bother me too much is that I think X can still be played in other roles than three. I still think you can play mid-axe, and I still think you can play safe line axe, but you're not playing it from the perspective of, hey, I'm a carry who, by the way, is also mega tanky and a lane dominator. Like, now there's a trade-off, right? If you're playing X as a core and you want him to scale and to be an anti-carry and deal a lot of damage, you don't get all of it for free. I think that was the problem. So if you wanted to keep the carry aspect of him, that's fine with me, but then something else needed to change, right? He was kind of a... He was just too much of a... He wasn't like a jack-of-all-trades. He was just too good at all trades. He was tanky, he was an initiator, he had laning presence, he farmed really fast, he could take Ancients, he could suddenly scale and deal damage and become a late-game carry. Like, this hero had, like, almost no weaknesses, right? So I think they had to find some way of weakening him. Well, then this nerf him. Way. Don't yeah, delete part that. of him. Very yeah. sad. Hate this change. Worst change of the patch. Okay, Bane Elemental... Huge buffs. Yeah, I nightmare. Love this hero, so I'm excited. All right, go ahead. You you say it then. Biggest buff of all of them is the first line. Uh, brains have cost 10, 20 less mana on a hero that is literally all about trading resources in lane. This is a huge buff. You could you just have more brain saps, and that's what you're all about. 
so you win trades more effectively uh, and you can dominate for longer. Then you have the nightmare pure damage per second, which means if you nightmare someone, you can use it as a blink dagger care, uh, cancel as well. If you nightmare someone, you know they're not going to blink when the nightmare ends. Uh, so you don't have to commit fiend script for that. This gives you some other play potential in the game. It also just gives you more damage in general uh, to kill heroes on your own or set up kills with your team. This damage might look inconsequential, but if you think about how long Nightmare lasts, a long-duration high-level Nightmare actually deals 200 pure damage, and that's no joke when you're looking for kills on Bane. Mm -hmm. uh, and finally, Fiend Script casts twice as quickly, and that is very noticeable. So, And Brains have even got cast range. He literally just got four flat-out buffs with no downside. It's so, so funny that they, they keep putting these like cast point reduction, turn rate reduction... Remember when I was clamoring for this shit years ago and people just shit, including you, shit on me? You did it respectfully, at least. You're not, you're not a, an aggro shitter, but you still shit on me in your own way. And Cast point changes have been around for a long time. Though. They're, like, they're finally, finally trickling in, Cinderin. You, you can In the last year, they've been trickling in pretty consistently. Just want to let everybody know that I'm a god, Cinderin. Okay. okay? Thank you. All right, next we have Batrider. Uh, yes or no? Early buffs, more damage on Firefly, early levels, and more damage to sticking Napalm. Okay. More cooldown on Firefly, though. So it's more of a moment of opportunity hero um, early on. But it gives Batrider some of his old laning prowess back that he kind of lost. Like, Batrider hasn't really often been able to kill heroes in lane like he used to. Now he can do it again. Uh, so this is a pretty substantial buff, I think. All right, Beastmaster, Agshard, Call of the Wild, Hawk can now be unit targeted, which will cause the Hawk to move in the direction of the target and cast Dive when slash if in range. I didn't even wasn't even aware it was it was just an AOE before, so it could miss. Uh, it couldn't be unit. I think this is global, right? Wait, what? Well, Am I we're talking about the Hawk that comes down and stuns you, right? Yeah, can't he just like is? The way I'm reading this is that you can target that on a unit, and then it will just start moving there. Oh, from across the map until it's in range, and then it will dive bomb. Isn't that how it works? Huh. I didn't. I have to admit, I didn't test this. I, I think it's literally just you can send your hawk to a target, and it will eventually get there. Well, okay, have you used this before the old version with the hawk? Because the I've hawk never, was just I've never used this. The hawk was just put somewhere stat like a you know fixed area. Yeah. And then I don't know if you were selecting a unit or you're selecting an area. That's the big. If it was just an area before, then that's probably what the change is. If not, then you're right. So not 100% yeah, sure. On this I one. think you can just move it. Yeah. Okay. Bloodseeker uh, now heals half the amount on denies. Um, again, I, this is one of the, it's almost like an OD here where so many changes are just back and forth like 20 yeah. times that you just literally can't remember what they do anymore. So back to getting some HP when he denied, which is good. I don't know why they even got rid of that to begin with. Bounty Hunter, this, I've been seeing a lot of people play this one. So I the assume other thing these... on Bloodseeker is worth noting, too. Sure, it might sure. not sound like much, but when the health threshold on Thirst gets increased, that's a pretty big buff to you. Because it means, because of Thirst working globally, right? It's about every hero that is below a certain threshold and it gives you more move speed. Now that that threshold is 80%, there will be way more situations where multiple heroes in the game are within the threshold for you. And True. when they are within it, it's going to ramp up faster. So you have, it's just a flat out major buff to Thirst, actually. It's a much, much better skill point now. Um, yeah, just wanted to mention that. Okay, we got we to gotta ramp this up a bit because yeah. I actually have to be out of here in an hour to work. Yes, understood. Uh, bounty, yeah, I hope you do. Bounty Hunter, 
Uh, cooldown reduced from Shuriken from 8 to 5. Damage has been reduced drastically at the highest level from 375 to 200. Mana cost has been reduced, though, to be about half or a little bit less. Cast range rescaled to be... It basically becomes longer range the higher level you get it. And the Scepter no longer reduces the cooldown, but the Scepter cast range has increased by 50. And if they're tracked, then there's a crit applied, a 2x crit to the Shuriken. So in theory, if they're tracked, you're doing more damage than the old one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, something we didn't mention, a lot of the passives in the game can now be toggled, which we won't mention anymore for the other heroes, mm-hmm. but Janata is one of those. So I've been seeing a lot of people... Like again, I was before I was streaming, just watching games. A lot of games had Bounty Hunter in it. Is that correlation Wait, sorry, to? Sorry, can you repeat? What did you say? Is is Bounty good now? Because I've been seeing him uh, a lot in these pubs. I think. I think he's the way he's good now might turn out to be more situational than people expect. Because the good thing about the old Shuriken was that it's a high damage burst that's reliable. You throw it on a target and it jumps to the tracks. Now. The DPS might be higher, but you also need to play longer fights and be in range more of the time uh, to throw all these shurikens out. So I think he's better in specific fights and worse in skirmishes and short ganks, uh, Mm -hmm. which was honestly largely what he excelled at, right, in the past. So I'm not sold this is just a better hero. Uh, I think it's more tactical than that when he's good. Okay. But Uh... his, his level 20 talent is nutty, though. That is worth mentioning. He gets sure. the track grants ground vision around the target. That's the old track. That is so good. That was, and that was also the shard temporarily. Yeah, his shard is now the damage reduction one. All right, brewmaster, void brewling. So essentially, he gets attack modifiers. So you have the earth panda that gets the auras. You have the void one that gets attack modifiers. The fire panda does it get your attack damage? It gets the crit, right? Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. the storm panda is fucking worthless. Why doesn't that get something really from the good. hero? <laughs> Because it does everything else. No, it, you a need fucking to, AOE dispel in a cyclone. You, you need... That's so good. If you're going to stick with a theme, stick with it, all right? Give it okay. something small. Give it mana regen based on your hero. Then the theme makes sense. It's useless almost, but okay. the theme makes sense. That's what I'm hoping for. So, okay. Good, good stuff. Um, all right, Bristleback. Pretty major nerf to goo. Okay, base slow from 20% to 15, and the separate radius reduced by 100, and the stacks reduced from 8 to 7. So yeah, general nerfs all around. And Warpath stack duration increased by 2 seconds, though, so yeah. makes up for it a bit. All right, talk to me about Brood. This is the hero right. that people hate. This hero got absolutely fucking trashed in this patch, okay. and I'm confident, and it is very ungood right now, and it will get buffed. So okay. basically, they put in multiple major nerf nerfs. I'm going to highlight one of them. I think this is the single biggest nerf to any hero in this patch. Is line number one. Spin web now grants Broodmother and her Spidalings movement speed based on the health of the unit. Grants the full amount at 100% health and 0% when the unit is at 20% health or less. This basically means you engage Brood in her webs, you deal some damage to her, and she's so slow that she can't escape you anymore. Same for her spiders. Everything this hero is about is so much worse in webs when you get on it. Uh, one of the things Brood was able to do before was it was able to reset and re-go, like get away, heal up in the jungle and come back. You just don't get away anymore. And then on top of that, your spawn spiderlings is just flat out worse. It deals less damage, costs more mana. And then they reworked the scepter to give some sort of techies mines that is a web. 
These are uh, cool, though. These are kind of cool. Uh, no, they're not, Shannon. They're cool. It's a fucking mine, and I don't like mines. Like, yeah, but don't. The, like, it fits the lore. It makes sense. It's a fucking spy. This is cool. Then All make right. a lore that has nothing to it's, do with mines. For people okay? that Just... are listening in and can't read, Vector Targeted. Uh, this is what you get with the Scepter. Broodmother creates a 900-width invisible web line that takes two seconds to form. Enemy heroes that cross the web line will make it visible and become rooted after 0.25 seconds of 100% slow. They will also be visible in fog and receive 100 DPS for four seconds. Broodmother's team is notified in the minimap whenever someone trips in a web line. Multiple heroes can trip on the same line until the duration expires, but illusions do not trigger it. Maximum of five snares can be active, and snares can't be cast overlapping one another. I think this is a cool design, actually. I know you hate it. First of all, I hated the old ags, which gave you just mega speed. Like, same with Ember Spirit. I feel like that's just needs to be toned down or just changed completely. This one was changed. Vector-targeted traps. I think it's cool. I, I the, like if, if the hero's trash, then maybe this is good, right? Maybe I would go like for it Agnes if it now. wasn't a mine. Like, can Brute have the spell where it's not like some invisible trap that you walk over, but just as an ability it can use in a fight where it can spew out a snare behind you that does something? And then you can rebalance it so it's maybe not as broken as this would be if it was just in fights. I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah, but it's if, not a fan of mines. That's all have, I'm saying. If you have these mines across the map, it's not like you're going to guarantee. It's not like techies where you have a bunch of mines there to blow them up. I know. It's, it's you not need to be in position. Like, I'm obviously, I'm just being a hater here. This is not as bad as I'm making it sound. In I think terms of this like, is one of the, I'm not a brood player. I don't give a shit about brood. This is one of the more unique things they added in this patch. I like I mean, the cool. creativity. I'm with you on that 100%. It's a cool idea. Uh, I just personally still think it would be cooler not being a mine, but if it has to be a mine, that's okay. It's not like a stupidly broken mine that just kills you from full HP to zero or something like that. Boomer. Which is very unrewarding. Um, I think, so I checked earlier today, Broodmother's win rate is down 12% this patch. 12 percentage points, not 12%. It went from, I think, 52 to 40. This hero is garbage right now, and it will get buffed. There is... Hopefully they buff the Scepter. Hmm? I think what you need to, globally. I, I think I think this spin web nerf is just too harsh. Or if you hmm. want that one, then don't nerf anything else. That nerf is just so, so big. So if Ice Frog's watching, so Spinner Snare, the Agonims, has a cast range of 600. Add this, just as a little extra, if you have a web nearby, it's global range. Great. Great idea, thank you. Centaur, not worth, hate yeah. you now. Uh, CK, um, uh, not too much going on. There, okay, just a bit different. Chen, Chen his divine cool. favor no longer provides heal amp, and his aura also provides two, three, four, five armor. And they That's reworked awesome. shard, which I don't even remember what his shard did. Was it something with divine favor? I think it was the original uh, teleport with. Oh, god damn! How many times have they brought brought that back in and out? Like, seriously. So his shard now allows Holy Persuasion to target one, two, or three ancient creeps based on the Hand of God level. Very strong. Which is the old scepter effect. And now his new scepter is Hand of God now applies a strong dispel. That's fucking crazy. That is so good. This hero hard counters specific things. And it's cool because this is something you have to itemize for it's expensive it's 4200 gold you're paying for this but in the right game and with the right strategy this can make it a really cool tactical late pick uh imagine this spell against ravage 
you literally keep your Chen outside of the fight to give the aura and you send in his creeps. Yeah. And Tidehunter is terrified of Ravaging because everyone can get it removed instantly. So you need to really play around finding Chen, etc. For now, I, I think this is interesting. I don't know if it's too good. That's the problem. But uh, the Holy Persuasion buff is really significant. I think the Armor Aura instead of Heal Amp is just way better on average because... It's not situational to the extent where you need to have lifesteal heroes or you need to have... Yeah, sure, you have your own healing with mech or whatever, but now the hero has more dimensions than literally just being a heal bot. Uh, the armor is good for pushing strategies and team fighting in the mid-game. It makes it, once again, a better counterpick against specific strategies. If you're playing against a strategy that's very physical heavy, you can now start considering, is Chen worth it just for the aura? Five armor is no joke on your entire team. Um, and then you top that off with obviously getting ancient creeps with holy persuasion that could even give you new auras earlier in the game. Um, so I think I think Chen is a lot better now from this. Do you hear that motorcycle? No. Okay. Um, yeah, that I think those are cool changes though. Clinks. Now you heard that one. I'm sure you're hearing this right now. Okay. No. The, so there's no AC for some reason in Europe, just in general. So the door is open. Clinks uh, strafe There's has AC been here. strafe has been removed, uh, and now he has a new ability called a burning barrage. Burning barrage channels for up to two point seven seconds, shooting six piercing arrows in the target direction up to nine hundred distance away. They hit all enemy units, dealing sixty percent attack damage and applying attack modifiers. Uh, in addition, uh, that's that's the biggest thing. So, how is this different than multi shot? Real quick. Drow's multi-shot? Uh, this is a line. This is more similar to Swashbuckle, just that you don't reposition yourself. You're just shooting in a straight line. Multi-shot is like a cone, right? So it's uh, just the, the range is different. It is it is literally just a 200 width so rapid it's, fire. So when I first read this, the first, I guess most people won't even know anymore. I feel like I keep referencing Han. There's a hero in Han called Forsaken Archer. Her ult was literally this. It just did okay. more damage. And right. I, actually, it wasn't based on our attack damage. It was just like... A fixed amount. So this is essentially multi-shot, just more. Uh, it's more pinpoint target. When you say multi-shot, you mean Drow's third spell, right? Yes. Yeah. So these shots come out faster. These shots come out quite a bit faster, and yeah, they're in a they're in a line and they pierce. Drow's multi-shot doesn't pierce. It hits the first target that connects. So it's quite oh, okay. different. And okay. this is really it's really powerful in specific situations, but. I think the problem a lot of people have with Clinks and probably still do is that what's this hero's identity, right? Like he used to have a pretty clear identity and I feel like they've tried to find it again. Like they've, I feel like every major patch Clinks gets a new spell. Like something gets changed and it just hasn't really clicked yet. And mm -hmm. I don't know if this is the one. Um, I played with the Clinks the other day, had really good damage. The skill obviously is insane synergy with Maelstrom because the delay between the individual arrows is long enough that the Maelstrom internal cooldown resets which is 0.2 seconds. Uh, and because it pierces, it's very likely to proc when it hits multiple units on every arrow. So you can do a lot of damage. He did a lot of damage in that game, but the hero still just felt kind of weird. Like, I don't yeah. know. Uh, it's just an awkward design. Um, well, the fact that you can death pact while in Viz is nice, at least. I, I, I don't like yeah. the idea or the concept of death pact, though. We've been over this before. Not a huge mm -hmm. fan of having to eat a creep in order to actually do something. I think that sucks. That's it's like kind of like Nightstalker ulti in a way, right? Like, you're strong when you have it, and when you don't, you're so much weaker. 
which no, I don't also think it's like the same because without metamorphosis, it's, no, it's like I consider it totally different than Night Stalker because Night Stalker can, can just first of all it's cooldown based and you can just pop it whenever you want. You can be in position. As opposed That's to true. This, you can't use this. You one. have to go find a fucking creep, and I believe it's still where the higher HP the better, right? So you need to find a good creep. I don't mm-hmm. know if they changed that actually. No, but it's still. I okay. I don't like the concept of death pact. I never have. Uh, okay, clockwork. Yes. No. Cool level 10 talent, the last one. Just want to mention that. Two-second rocket flare cooldown. I think it's very strong. Okay. It's a good talent. Uh, Crystal Medine, her attack speed has been reduced from 115 to 100. Why? And... Why? Oh, Shard now also increases total explosions by 20% for Freezing Field. And the explosion distribution is now more even across its radius. Shard, I felt like it was really good on this here in general. So I think there's, I, I just quickly want to, there's something to be said about having a hero that really sticks to a theme, right? Maiden is meant to be slow. I understand that. And we've talked about how I would not think a movement speed buff to Maiden is warranted. She's just meant to be slow. So I get that you want to reduce her attack speed as well. But I think at some point you cross a line where the hero, it also needs to feel enjoyable to play, right? And rewarding to play. And you're slowing her down to a crawl now on attack speed as well. I went into a demo mode and attack creeps, and I felt bad. I was just like, holy shit, this sucks. I know you're buffing Crystal Nova, so it's cheaper in lane, so that she might maybe even, on average, be a stronger laner right now. But it's the feel. It's Mm -hmm. that feel that you're just playing... You're just playing a slow creep. Uh, But she got a great attack speed talent. Doesn't she? Memory serves? Or is that a attack different hero? Or is it a damage talent? She has an attack speed talent at level 20 that gives there you like go. 200 attack speed. Yeah, there you go. Like, Good stuff. I don't know. I, I Honestly, if you wanted to buff Maiden or do a buff and a nerf at the same time, I don't, I don't like this path because it just makes the hero feel a little bit too clunky. I'm okay with her not getting a move speed boost. I know a lot of people wanted that because they're like, man, I'm so slow. That's Maiden, but... This is like, to me, we're reaching like point of critical mass now where <laughs> people are just going to be turned off from even picking it because they're mean, like, it's just I've been not saying, enjoyable to run around like that. Yeah, I, it, everybody has a different threshold. Though. I've been saying the same thing about Leshrac and Jakiro, and they're finally getting some changes. I always thought they felt clunky. Clockwork feels clunky still. So everybody has a different threshold. Yours is attack speed, apparently. But it's if you, the combination. Like it's turning around at turning around with some heroes and feeling like you're literally sticky napalmed and you look up and there's no bat rider in the game. That's when the hero needs to be changed. Okay. Quality of life improvements. Fair enough. Syndrome. Darkseer. Um mainly the wall nerf. Duration, yeah, reduced in uh overall from forty five seconds to thirty. It's huge. Uh-huh. And then lots of buffs to normal punch. They're trying to make that a bigger thing. Um <laughs> Yeah. I think you have to buff this if you really want Darkseer to have this because it's awkward to use and all of the other stuff that Darkseer has is just amazing to buy aura items for and utility. So if you are going for normal punch, it needs to pay off. Um, okay. I feel like, so I think this shard got introduced as a meme, right, of One Punch Man and yeah. they really want it to be there and they made custom animations for it and everything. Conceptually, I don't really know. Like, it's funny because it's ironic for the hero to have this, so I kind of like that. Um, but yeah, you kind of need to force it in, I think, to make it good. Yeah, micro buffs over time. Uh, Dark Willow, I'm gonna say no. All right, Dawnbreaker. Now we can talk about this one for yeah. a bit. Uh, Starbreaker no longer ignores movement restriction abilities. 
no longer gets canceled if Starbreaker gets rooted. Instead, the movement is uninterrupted. So that's all quality of life stuff. Well, I guess yeah. the first one was more of a bug. Uh, added Aghanim's Shard grants magic immunity during Starbreaker Cinderin. Listening to podcasts. Uh, Solar Guardian. And I, I did say for the Ags, if I remember correctly, I said either it needs to be a new skill or it needs to buff her ult in some way. Yeah. So Aghanim Scepter reduces Solar Guardian channeling time to one second. Solar Guardian can be cast again upon takeoff to land early. Solar Guardian now gives allies in the area 60% evasion while Dawnbreaker is airborne. Airborne is spelt in the British way, by the way. Uh, mm -hmm. Pretty sure there's no E for Americans. Increases heal per pulse from 95 to 120 at the highest level and total airborne time by 3.5 seconds. So, have not seen this yet. So, you tell me if I'm reading this correctly. So, it reduces the overall channeling time to one second. Whereas I believe it was what two point five or something like that. Uh, I don't remember. Let's just say it's that. So now you're you're buffing your teammates more, and you can go in sooner if you want. But it, I'm assuming it breaks all the buffs, or you can just wait for the longest period of time where you're buffing your allies more so than needing yeah. the stun. Is that correct? It gives it gives you agency. Yeah, you gives you more control in your ult. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. What I what I wonder is if. The way to go about this with the hero is that over time, this is going to be removed from being the scepter, and she's just going to get components of this to her key kit, like just default, and then you tweak the values. Because I think a problem a lot of people have with the Dawnbreaker ult, especially in pubs, is that it can feel really awkward to use because of the travel time and um, the channel time and all of this stuff. So, like, this, I'm sure if you play with Ags, you feel so good. You feel like, wow, my ulti is just so nice to cast. And I get to choose when I want to stun and everything. And it's like a lot of luxury. The 60% evasion is amazing against the right lineups. And you paid 4,200 gold for that perk. I think if you don't need the evasion, this is not worth buying. Uh, but specifically with the evasion boost, it can be really nice. Um, yeah, I, I haven't tried it yet. But it, it sounds a lot of fun and it sounds really strong. Um, so I think it, it could be a very good axe in the right game. I agree. I apologize. Uh Airborne does, in fact, have an E. I checked it on dictionary.com. I'm an idiot. Okay, okay, this is breathe all over again, Cinderin. Yep. All right, there moving on. Dazzle, I believe there was something cool for him, or maybe not. Poison Touch. Poison Touch now refreshes duration when Dazzle attacks the target. Base slow increased, and now increases its slow by 3.5% every time it's refreshed. So percentage-based. Okay. In lane, when Dazzle starts harassing a hero with Poison Touch and he stays on them, they get slowed to a crawl eventually. So he can really stick. When you're playing against a Dazzle lane, it's very important that you fight back or that you have to line of sight the Dazzle at some point, or he will kill you. Like, the slow just overwhelms you and he can just stay forever with his lane partner. So, pretty interesting stuff. Okay. Death Prophet. Uh... Oh yeah, her silence has a projectile now. So that's really weird. I mean, it was really good before, but the cast point's been reduced as a result to kind of make up for it. But basically gives you a way to react to it, right? As opposed to before yeah. where, I mean, she had to be in range, but it's like a basically instant cast. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Um, Big buff to Disruptor. Kinetic field formation time reduced by 0.2. That's a lot. When it was 1.2, now it's 1. Makes it way easier to land the combo. Makes him stronger in lane for chasing sequences. Um, that's a very, very big buff, in my opinion. Okay, we got Doom, who 
I mean, a lot of small changes, I guess. Uh, the bonus gold. Okay, I'm, I need to go AFK a sec. I'm going to pause real quick. One sec. Okay. All right, I have now unpaused. Uh, Shane is here. Hold on, let me let me switch the camera here, Shane. Why don't you come say hello? Hello. Take your mask off, please. People no. can't recognize. No. <laughs> Dear God, no. I'm safe, and I believe. Hi, Shane. In, uh, safety precaution. Sindarin says hi. It's good to see you, Sindarin. You look uh, happy as always. Yeah, I look indifferent as always. I know. <laughs> All right, so we we have 45 minutes for me to finish, Sindarin. So if you okay. are taking too long, I'm gonna. Speed sure. it up. All right, yep. Doom, I'm going to say no. Uh, Dragon Knight. They nerfed. did nerf the Ags, right? They nerfed everything. They nerfed everything, but the Ags, is the, like the magic resist from 40% to 20% is huge. Flash damage is whatever. Um, I think the first two nerfs are bigger just because they are every game nerfs. Yeah, that's true. Situational, but the other two, you just have worse stun and worse regen. You're just worse. Fireball deals less damage for some reason, but now it lingers. So I guess that's why. Maybe it would be too good, but yeah. Okay. Drow Ranger. Um, nope. I mean, again, these are yeah. not insignificant, but we got to, like, also we're not, not going to go through the whole patch. Yeah. Earth Spirit, uh, Charge, Charge Replenish Time big. for Stone Remnant down by, by five seconds. That's pretty that's big. big. Yeah, that's big. Uh, Earth Shaker. Uh, sorry, quickly, his level 10 talent's great too. Changed from yeah, they got rid of a lot of the damage talents, which yeah. like we talked about. So two seconds extra magnetize, magnetize. It's a great talent. So now you choose that or the rolling boulder distance. Both talents are really really good. So now the choice isn't that easy anymore for support Earth. Okay, uh, Earthshaker. I'm going to say no. You know he has some interesting talents. Yeah, his talents are sick. But. I mean, forty percent magic resist was nice at twenty five, but. Uh, it's the 10 and 15 taunts for me. It's always the... Uh, just go for the more exciting stuff. Cinderin. 80 fissure damage? Come on. 80 fissure damage, 50 aftershock damage? Maybe. What's the base aftershock damage? The aftershock is good. 150. Uh, you get a 50 on top of that on yeah, aftershock. It's nice. And the aftershock it's, radius. It's, it's good, dude. This is good. not saying it's not good. It is hey, good. Elder Titan? No. Uh, Ember nope. Spirit? Uh, slight buffs. Yeah, nothing huge. Enchantress. I'm gonna say no. Although her, her range has been reduced. I didn't remember reading on that enchant. one. Oh, on enchant. Okay. Read that wrong. I just saw her face. I'm like, <laughs> that's her normal <laughs> icon. <laughs> uh Enigma. Okay, Midnight Pulse, multiple instances no longer stack, which is a huge deal in Atomic War, by the way, if they keep these oh, changes. No. So just keep that in mind. Uh, Black Hole Scepter now deals 5% bonus pure damage instead of the current level of Midnight Pulse. I always find that weird that Midnight Pulse stacked. Yeah. So that's basically uh, I think this is slightly better. On average. Okay. Because Midnight Pulse is magic damage and Black Hole is pure. So. All right. Faceless Void. Uh, Chrono has been reduced and cooled on just a bit. 10 seconds extra or reduction at each level. And a million new talents. Yeah, a lot of new time dilation and time walk talents. So, yeah, so a lot of people think that. Support void? Or you could say even laning void, just in general. It doesn't have to be. Like, even eh, a casual how much level, laning do you do level 10 and 15 anymore? I guess the that's true. map's too dynamic. I think, uh, I think support void is getting some love here. Okay. I guess they like that. Grimstroke. Uh, 
slightly better stroke of fate. Inkswell, Inkswell's a debatable spell, whether it's better or worse. It's situational. Having one more second duration means it takes longer for the stun to go off, but it also gives you more time to connect, and it gives you more time with a move speed bonus on the guy you put it on. So mm. it's both better and worse at the same time, depending on situation. All right, Gyrocopter. This one's cool. Uh, reworked Shard, which was basically the rocket barrage worked on two people at once or something like mm. that. So... Now, homing missile constantly fires a 700-radius rocket barrage starting one second after casting, and rocket barrage prioritizes the homing missile's target. Very my, cool. I played a game with this as support gyro. It felt pretty bad, but oh. I, w- I was surprised because I thought it was going to feel good. But you need to remember, you get it minute 20, Yeah. and I was against Snapfire, who was just killing the missile, right? So it's obviously going to shape my opinion from that game a lot, that it doesn't feel as yeah, good. Buy a force staff, um, noob. Or staff your homing missile. Yeah, but then what's the point? Then it just explodes and <laughs> it doesn't shoot. Yeah, true, true. So it's like really counter synergistic with with four staff. So you don't want to do that. And I think the fact that it starts one second after casting is unnecessary. I think it could start right away and not be broken because it's at 20 minutes. I mean, that could be, but I, I think the concept is hilariously cool. The concept's super like fun. Like, I like this shard conceptually. It just, yeah. I just don't think it's good enough. But I only played one game, so we'll see. All right. Hoodwink. Uh, some wow. love to did you, decoy. Did you see Gyro's 25 talent, Shannon? Can I mention that? You can mention it, yes. Have you seen it? I, I have. It, it's pretty hilarious. So get, get, they got rid of the global call down, and yeah. now it's re- replaced by airstrike, which causes call down to be vector targeted and fires three call down attacks in vector direction. That's uh, And the secondary ones only are 50% damage. I don't know if this is good. It's like the meatball thing for Invoker, right? Where they're just like, you're not going to hit a ton of people. I mean, like, I mean, you could hit more people as this a result, could, but though. this is a lot easier to hit. Though. But it's not global, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I, I'd be interested to see it. It, it sounds cool. I don't know if it's good though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Somebody in chat saying bombardier that is similar to bombardier, actually. If it was global, hoodwink. Uh, decoy is a little bit better than before. Right, cooldown has been reduced yeah. drastically, which we definitely think they would do, and the stun has gone up from one second to two. So, overall, that's good, and that's basically it. Yeah, Huskar shard no longer reduces healing, which the shard was really good on Huskar for his uh, inner fire, and it now deals Huskar now heals Huskar for fifty percent of the damage dealt to heroes and ten percent of damage dealt to creeps. I don't know if this actually I- changes anything. I Sounds demoed cool. this. You full heal against PL. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's insanely good against specific heroes. So illusions count as just heroes then? Uh, it's not for reduced. This one it does. Yeah, it counts as a hero. So I want to. I just want to quickly clarify because this might sound uh, how to say hypocritical with what I said about the neutral items. Because I'm like, I keep talking about, oh, this is really good against specific heroes, and I I don't mind. The difference is this is something you pay for and you pick your hero for, right? That is where the difference lies between Mm. getting an item for free and making a strategic choice. I think those two are very different. Uh, So items that are situational and really good against specific heroes, totally cool with that. And this is one of those. I mean, I don't know if this is broken. Like, maybe it's too good against PL. Then that's what that is. But it's not inherently an issue that it's very good against something. All right. Skipping Invoker. A lot of small changes. Uh, IO as well. Yeah. 
Jakiro got some... feels way better on dual breath cast point. Oh, maybe. wow. It's, it's funny how every patch is a cast point thing for Jakiro. It's almost like he just do that to begin with, and he's playable, right? Isn't that weird how that works? Yeah, it's, that's pretty weird. <laughs> uh, Juggernaut. Way I thought better. there was... Okay, the 75 Blade Fury radius for level 10 talent's pretty cool. So they got rid of the move speed It looks talent. really big. Yeah, I can imagine. So that makes shard even better because you get the move speed with shard anyway. So yep. that's really cool. Uh, Keeper of the light base armor increased by one. Very important to uh, mm-hmm. talk about that. And channel time has it, changed a bit to be kind of in the middle of what it used to be. Illuminate is always three seconds, which means on high level it's really strong, right? Yeah, you need a full second less to channel for the same damage. This is a big coddle buff in my opinion. It also makes his wave clear easier and safer. Uh, it feels really good to level Illuminate now. So, cool. Okay, Kunka. Yeah. Skip. Legion Commander. Unfortunately, not a remake of the hero. Uh, very sad. Just some bug fixes, and we can talk about the cool twenty-five talents if we see them. I'll keep an eye out, but that's not okay. one. Leshrac Diabolic Edict now does pure damage. No longer deals bonus damage to towers, and damage per explosion reduced to be quite a bit less than before. That's too much math for me. It makes it more consistently good against high armor heroes and strategies. This hero is a lot better against someone like Terrorblade now, who used to just eat Edict for breakfast because he has a million armor. Uh, and how is this affected Edict, by towers that have armor? Um, uh, well, it's pure damage, so the tower armor doesn't matter. That's why it doesn't deal bonus damage any longer, because if it still dealt bonus damage while being pure, the no, towers that, would just like, vanish. I, I guess I'm just asking, like, how does this compare to the old one oh. versus the tier 1, tier 2, tier 3? Like... At it's, some point, it's probably worse than before, and some point, it's better, right? Exactly. It's I, like, which... I think it's depending on the tier of tower, whether okay. this is better or not. But it kind of, it, in essence, it keeps the hero at his strengths, but it streamlines him a little bit against physical. I don't know if that's a good change or not. It's got to feel good as Lesh to have a more reliable edict outcome against every hero. You know what's going to happen. But at the same time, it also takes part of the whole armor aspect against Leshrac away. So now you only really counter him, actually, with health or BKB against all of his magic components. Uh, you can't, like, pseudo-counter Lesh with armor. Um, so he might uh, be better with this. 25 talent change from 30% magic resist uh, to Lightning Storm can bounce twice on units. You know, I would be a fan of Lightning Storm just not being a spell on this hero. It makes no sense to have this on this hero at all. Everything about it feels bad. Casting it when you want to be moving around, getting close to people feels bad. Like, everything about it. There's no point in having this skill. Tell me I'm wrong about this. Why is it slows them so much? You can easily stay on top. Cinderin, just the idea, like before they had like this, was it the shard or the ags where the lightning storm would come out passively? That actually made sense. Because you don't have to stop. To, like stopping to cast this spell sucks ass on this hero. Am I wrong? You could make the cast animation better then if that's the problem. Just a new skill. I think that already happened once. New skill. Okay. New okay. skill. Sure. Lich. Give him dragon blood. <laughs> sure, whatever. Uh, gonna skip Lich, I think. Uh, Lifesteal, I do want to talk about this one. a lot one. of buffs, but they're just like straightforward. Yeah, it's just better. Lower mana cost, more damage, or more cast ranges. Well, I, okay, the big change is Sinister Gaze, you can cast stuff while, if you have Ags, right? So you, you can, can use your other abilities. Yeah, that's pretty which cool. Which is very nice. Uh, Lifestealer... Um, the scepter now also applies disarm, which is weird, really weird. 
And it also deals damage immediately after infesting. So the, the Ags is you jump in an enemy and you attack, I think it's four times during a set amount of time and you heal really fast. Uh, so I was expecting them to add another attack, which that's what they basically did. Um, the disarm is weird. I think they're going to get rid of it. I think being able to use items inside would be nice instead. The disarm is, makes no sense to me. Like support lifestealer? Is that what this is for? I don't understand. I don't know. I just I have always found this scepter really weird. I don't know what to think about it. I Nobody it, buys it. I've bought it before and it's won the game. Against an Enigma, all he wants to do is black. That's their only win condition. I jump inside him with Basher because it increases the range of Infest. And By he how just, much? A lot. It's a pretty decently range. I mean, this is okay. low-skilled Dota. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, I feel like Enigma just black holes you first. You have to be in the fight to deal damage and to begin. So, no, I'm just really good at this game, okay? I don't know if you know this. Yep. But yeah, they, I think his Ags, it can be so cool, and it's not there yet. Okay. I think uh, we can skip all the way to Luna. These other things are relatively Okay, small. thank you for looking ahead. Appreciate it. All right, Luna. The Shard Glaive's acquisition range has been reduced by 175 range overall. Uh, Luna, levels is a big nerf. Okay. Really big. And Luna was a strong laner because you could use Beam so frequently. It went from 6 to 9, level 1. It's a very mm. big nerf. Yeah. yeah, that's the main thing actually. Is level that's... twenty talent global global lunar blessing. That's interesting. Pretty cool. No longer has a lifesteal talent twenty five. Is now plus thirty five lunar blessing damage. So uh, it's kind of cool. So I think the other one is the extra stuns or whatever, the faster stun yeah. on the lucent beams. Stun. Yeah. Okay, lichen shard wolves now have low attack priority. Okay, who cares? But they His can cripple towers. Insanely high. Because of the shard? I think it's mainly because of Howl, maybe. So, yeah. So first of all, the, I, the shard things, I don't know. I don't know how much they affect win rate. But I think the Howl buff going from 5 to 8 seconds on all levels means that the one value point in Howl is now so much stronger, right? Mm. Um, beforehand, you needed to level up Howl to get the value. Now it does the same as before, and the only trade-off is that it has l four seconds more cooldown level one, two on level two, and after that, it's the same or better. Um, and Lycan is all about that shapeshift, right? It's about using your ult and going in and killing stuff during it. You just have more Howl. That's it. You're just killing more. They're dealing okay. less damage because of the uh, attack damage reduction on Howl as well. Very strong. And okay. I think his level 15 talent is also very good compared to a lot of heroes that lost this CDR like he did. He lost 12% cooldown reduction. He got minus 20 shapeshift cooldown. And like I just said, that is the hero. So he actually has shapeshift more often than before after mm -hmm. level 1 ult. Um, so he's just a better hero, I think. And his win rate is... Lycan's win rate always explodes in a new patch. And I think part of it is just people don't play Dota that well. So these like face roll heroes just do better until the game stabilizes. Is he, uh, is he still a Helm of the uh, Helm of the Overlord carrier? Is that something to do with uh, it? Yeah, he could also that could also be a part of it, maybe. I don't know if you buy that though. But yeah, it's it's mainly just people don't really know what they're doing. You face roll them, you press all your units on them and they die, and on top of that he got buffed. So his win rate is going up very high right now. Okay, skipping Magnus, skipping Mars. Mars yep. has some cool talents where it's, you know, less generic stuff and you get yep. buffs to Bulwark now, so that's cool. Uh, Medusa, I'm a little bit surprised, didn't get more nerfed. Yeah, uh, Barely touched, actually. Could be like the general pool of carries has gotten better. Maybe that's the ideology. I don't know. We'll talk about it at the end, I guess. 
Uh, Meepo, this one's really interesting. So Poof does pure damage now, uh, and as it does less damage technically, uh, or is made up for as a result of being pure. Mm-hmm. The Shard, which, which one was Dig? Was that Shard or Ags? Uh, that was, I think, Ags. Okay, so Ags is the same then. The Shard, I think, was, wasn't it like the slow on attack? It was like the old nah, skill he used to, uh, whatever. Might be Geo Strike, yeah. So now it's divided. We stand be, can be cast from any Meepo as long as there's another Meepo within 300 radius, causing the nearby Meepo to fling you towards a target within 900 range, dealing 100 damage and slowing the target's movement speed by 50%. Cooldown 14 seconds. Each Meepo has its own independent cooldown. And the particle effect is literally Stormhammer. For some fucking reason, <laughs> did it's they just run lazy. out of time? <laughs> it's a bit lazy. Uh, um, this is Cirque du Soleil, right? Like, literally fucking circus coming to town, and they're tossing each other around athletically. Is it right. good? I don't know. I don't think it's that good. I think it's also something to keep in mind with Meepo is that conceptually this hero is mega broken in a way, right? Like, yeah. if this was played by a perfect machine that farms I optimally and plays the map perfectly... It's insane, but the human factor will always be the limitation. And I feel like that's part of the beauty and part of the problem with this shard is that, again, the human factor makes you able to do so much, but man, can you also fuck up with this? Like, there's a lot of burden on the player to play well to use this shard, and you need to use it over buying stats. Your hero got nerfs to his stat gains, which is... Meepo's bread and butter is being able to stay alive across the fight on... Yeah, but he farms so Meepo's. fast. 1,400 gold is nothing. Right? right, but I don't. I don't actually know if he's better than before. I think this might be a nerf overall, and I'm I'm saying that cautiously because I don't really know the hero well enough. But looking at stat nerfs on Meepo is always going to be big. That's really what he's all about: is the stats. And if you're getting this divided we stand upgrade with the shard, that's fourteen hundred gold that you're not spending on a Scotty or an E blade, right? Mm-hmm. So. I don't I don't know, man. I don't know if this is good. I've seen some um, clips where I, maybe it's been fixed, where with Lotus Orb, it just created like a bunch of Tidehunters on the other I team got, I got fixed immediately. that they immediately no. all died and they gained like 10, 15 levels in one fight uh, because it's divided good, we good stand. Point, good point from the chat as well. Uh, one of the Meepo builds that's very popular is going E-Blade and then bursting people with Poof. Mm-hmm. But now that Poof is pure damage, it doesn't benefit from E-Blade anymore. So that's also a nerf. I mean, it still uh, benefits from the slow, though, I guess. Yeah, but right? E-Blade only amplifies magic damage. So no, I know, the but... the damage combo, it's a clear loss. Like, a big loss. Right. So, yeah. Okay. I honestly think he's worse. I don't personally mind. I'm not a Meepo player, and I think the hero conceptually is really busted, but um, it wasn't seeing much play, and this isn't going to help. Okay, Marana, uh, some noteworthy talents. Level 15 is now a Moonlight Shadow gives 20% evasion, and it's still active, well, obviously, during Moonlight Shadow, even when the units are visible. Otherwise, that would be fucking useless. <laughs> but that's crazy that's as a, a talent. talent. That feels like that's a shard, good. right? Doesn't that feel like a shard upgrade? Kind of. It's a very good talent in the right game. And then the 25 talent that used to be 60, or the yeah, the 60 second Moonlight Shadow has now moved to level 20, and it's been drastically nerfed to 25 seconds. And it's been replaced at the 25 talent for 180 star storm damage, which obviously That's very with, strong with eggs. With eggs yeah. Yeah. So kind of cool. Kind of cool. Right. Um, if you need to go in 25 minutes, we need to kick up the pace here. Okay. Monkey King. 
Uh, okay, Mischief reworked for Shard, so it's no longer the, the cast point thing with jumping around. Mischief now is an 8-second cooldown, increases the invulnerability time to half a second, and disjoints projectiles on transformation. Yeah. And you're, That's a very good shard. And your higher move speed, basically. High skill, high skill shard. Yeah, oh, it's half it's a second. Make it's going to make plays. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The fact that it disjoints projectiles just means, oh, there's any sort of targeted stun coming at me, mischief, and it just misses. You don't even need to time it perfectly. Right. You just need to do it while it's midair. It's like phase shift. Very, very strong. All right. Morphling. Nerfed. Skip. Hard on yeah. adaptive strike. 30 less damage. That's a lot in lane. That's okay. a really big laning nerf. Uh, Naga, her shard used to be that weird uh, Riptide doing more some bullshit. Or is that the oh, Ags? I'm laughing again. I was huh? going over this on my stream the other day and I was laughing so hard because they never fixed the quest that Naga has in Dota Plus where she needs to heal allies with her shard. Oh, this is a good <laughs> no. way to do it. Now her shard. They're fixing that for like <laughs> half a year. They bring That's it true. back so they don't need to change one line in the code. So her Song of the Siren heals allies for 5% max HP per second, which is her old Ags. I don't know if the percentage is yeah. the same, but... They were better. But, but yeah, that's a shard. shard. It's way cheaper. So right. strong. It's a good shard for support Naga. It's legit. Yeah, the Riptide stuff felt kind of weird. So that's gone. Yeah. And yeah. Nature's Prophet. Uh, skipping. Yeah, Ooh, got some buffs. 20 talent. Uh... 75% mischance for sprouted units. That's kind of unique. Really weird talent. It is weird. I, I kind of like it, that though. That is so weird. I mean, it makes sense if you're surrounded by trees. You can't see anything. It's good, it's good yeah. against ranged carries, mainly. Yeah. Uh, Necrophos. Um, actually, really sad. The 10 talent's gone, the 25 damage. I really like that one. Now it's 100 Reaper Scythe cast range. Meh. You generally take 8 strength. I, I never did. I can't last hit with this year. <laughs> no, but now now in particular, right? Yeah. Now sure. you still take that over the cast range, I think. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, Night Stalker, nothing huge. His level 10 talent, 10 second more on his ult. That's okay. Strong. Yeah. It's a longer ulti. You also got more cooldown on it to compensate, but it gives you more agency of how long night you want at daytime. Mm -hmm. So he's just better. His level 15 talent also gives him 50 dark ascension damage instead of 12 strength. Way better. And then he got a 25 strength talent on level 20 instead of 35 damage. 25 strength is so much better. Yeah. So, this hero got buffed a damage. lot. He got two base damage too. He's coming back. I'm okay. pretty sure. I'm sure you're happy him. about that. Uh, he's uh, fun. Nick's Assassin, I thought we'd get a bigger nerf than this, but the Burrow yeah. HP and mana regen reduced from 1.5% to 1%. Lost uh, some base stats. And yeah, his stats have gone down just a bit. Ogre, Magi, Meh. Uh, Omni Knight is the main thing. Yep. Omni Knight is interesting. His, his Hammer of Purity, which is his shard, I believe, oh, no, longer, no longer heals Omni Knight on attack, can no longer be cast on creeps, and now puts a debuff on the enemy hero, which reduces the enemy outgoing damage by 60% for four seconds. I don't know. I don't like this at all, actually. It's it's good situationally, but the problem is you need to play core Omni, right? Because support Omni will never be in the middle of the fight. He's standing behind casting spells. So support Omni can't really use this for anything. And if you're playing core Omni, then you're already lost. So why are you buying this? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, didn't pick the, another hero. <laughs> like, didn't core Omni, like the last shard, even that, didn't that make more sense for right-click Omni? Like, that was a cooler I concept, probably, I thought. It was probably better. I don't know. I 
this is, it's weird. Like, I can see this have situational use. You play core on the end, this is good against the enemy carrier or something, but... but I want this to be weird. the old hammer of purity, except it's not cooldown base, it's percentage. So you get mm-hmm. right-click items like attack speed. That sounds cool to me for Omni Knight. Right. Uh, Oracle. Nerfed. Outworld Destroyer. Arcane Orb works on Roshan now. Big buff. Yeah. Uh, this one's weird. So for Astral, grants an additional 5% mana capacity steal to Astral Imprisonment. Also allows allies to move at 40% movement speed during Astral. They're visible but untargetable and can't perform any other actions. So... I heard this, this works in Chrono. Yeah, you can take people out of Chrono, Black Hole, stuff like that. Wait, where does it say this is part of Shard? It, it's just missing a line. It's on the Shard. Okay. Need shard for this. Okay, I was going to say, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> We're just in the ability. Okay, that's a little bit more in line then. Hango. Okay, I'll talk about this one. Uh, shield Crash now slows enemies for 40% for three seconds. Uh, some other numbers were slightly changed. Lucky Shot no longer slows enemies, and the armor has gone up by one at each level. So this feels like Lucky Shot is you just don't level it, or you get one level, and you yeah, max shield crash. Wonder. Yeah. To me, this makes Core Pango better because it incentivizes the two-second cooldown shield crash talent, which incentivizes Aghanim's Scepter, which makes me happy. I don't know if that's actually going to be the case, but sounds cool. Have yet to see it, yeah. though. So yeah, looking I think it's to that. mainly an improvement for three Pango. Great. So hopefully they buy Aghanim Scepter on a three pango somehow. Okay. Uh, PA minor PA, buff, Mel minor, but just Scepter only, whatever. Phoenix, a couple of nerfs, little buff to Fire Spirit's radius, uh, multiple nerfs to Puck, especially the phase shift nerf. It gets 0.5 seconds cooldown more on every level. It might not sound like a lot. This matters a lot for this hero. Mm-hmm. It's literally Puck's bread and butter is phase shift. Every time that gets nerfed on cooldown, it, it hits. So, And Dream Call no longer has initial stun, means it doesn't cancel channeling, which is pretty big too. You can't just Dream Coil a CMLT or a Black Hole or something. You actually have to hit the silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you only leash them, so it follows the same rules as Pounce. So it cancels TP, but it doesn't cancel any other channeling. I think that part's a good change. Yeah, it's good. No initial stun. I'm happy with that. Pudge, right. meat, hook, one-shot creeps. Pudge, one shot. Oh, shit. Yeah, the thumbnail of this episode will be Pudge. So, love it, dude. It's basically Marana. You hook a big creep, you leave the shitty one for your teammates to be mad about later, and you're just walking around hooking creeps. You just need to get like a soul ring or something, I would assume. It's also good for morale. So, a lot of the time in these games, people are like, you missed your hook, and now you can just say you're farming. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. As long as you make sure to hit the good creeps. You hit the range creep in lane, so you make sure you get the range creep. That's actually a really big part of this, is that you can just hook range creeps in lane. And it, that means the enemy team has to choose. Do they block the hook so you don't get the range creep guaranteed CS? Right. Or they take a hook. It's right. kind of like playing against Mirana in that way. It's very, very good. This is a big buff. Yeah, uh, this is the good coolest part of the patch. I agree. Biggest buff for Pudge in since the Flesh Heap regen yeah, times. Yeah, I agree. Pugna... Netherward's weird. Now. Yeah, Netherward's really weird. No longer has mana reducing aura, and now additionally heals two whenever it triggers. So if they cast spells, it heals the Netherward. So yeah, kind of. So you cool. need to commit to killing the Netherward, and nobody can cast spells in the meantime, or you keep healing it. Yeah, I think that's cool. It, it's like probably it. a buff overall. It's just it's going to be hard to get used to. Like it's very special. Mechanic. I mean, the mana degen was 
pretty much not noticeable. I don't know if you feel the same. It was very annoying in some lanes. Okay, fair some enough. Some heroes got hit hard by it, but it, it depended. It, it was Queen of Pain, Shadow Strike heals her. Major buff, this hero. Which is crazy. So she's way better at laning. Not that she was even bad at laning. Is she back in mid? Is she I back to so. this role? She can play a lot of different roles, I think. Yeah, so... It, Shadow Strike does less tick damage, but it heals you, and you got three base damage on a ranged hero. That is mm. a lot. Yeah, that... Uh, she's much better. Interested to see if she gets a lot of love as a result in the upcoming tournament. Um, yep. Okay, whatever for Razor. Yeah. Ricky. Blink Strike, nerf to Tricks of the Trade damage. Yeah, not much. Bit of a nerf to the Sleeping Guard cast range. Rubik, mega buff on spell steal. Holy shit. There are so many things here. I think Rubik got the most broken talent in this patch, by the way. So spell steal went from 26, 2014 to 2015, 10 second cooldown. So way more frequent that you can spell steal. The projectile speed is faster. That's the projectile speed of receiving the stolen spell. So it goes quicker. When you spell steal, you get the spell faster. And then you got a busted, in my opinion, level 15 talent. Minus 25% stolen spell cooldown. It's this is good. fucking crazy good. Yeah. I, I compared it in like in like value. You remember the old IO talent on level 15 with Aghanim's Grant's, uh, or Tether Grant's target Aghanim's Scepter, right? That got removed. Where mm -hmm. you just picked IO Gyro and IO got 15, you had a free Ags on Gyro. Yeah. The reason I compare it to that is like, you kind of have, if you spell steal a good spell on Rubik, it's like you have a free Octarine almost. Sure, you don't have the cast range, but you're buying the lens. And you don't need to buy Octarine now because you get that spell steal or the cooldown reduction for free in yeah. a talent. And so it doesn't stack anyway, so you literally don't and even it want stack. it. Exactly. So you just buy the lens and you buy other items. 25% spell cooldown reduction on stolen spell is insane with the right spells. I'm not talking like Black Hole or these like big ultis. It's about when you steal that Fissure or that Burrow Strike that you just have, an, you just have Octarine when you're level 15 mm -hmm. for that. It's... This is real. I think this is going to get nerfed. Like, it's either going to become a 20 talent or it's going to get lower to like 15%. I think this is way too good. But yeah. let's see. All right. That cool. seems incredible. I, I would love to see more Rubik, though. So, happy yeah, about he's that very fun to watch and play. So, it's, it's a welcome change. It's a fun hero. All right. Sand King. Uh, Meh. He's eh. a bit better, I think, with the talent swaps. Not too major. Okay. Shadow Demon. More cast range on disruption is big, 600 to 650. That's a very big uh, improvement for him. And then he gets spell amp for every hero he hits with Soul Catcher. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. Makes his ulti deal more damage. Um, makes his poison deal more damage. Could be interesting for some Choristy, perhaps. Yeah. The supports, I think, is still largely inconsequential, but it can matter. Shadow Fiend reworks. So his shard, if I'm not mistaken, was just magic resist. Or uh, yeah, minus magic resist. Minus yeah. ma ma magic resist. So now Necromastery is an attack modifier that consumes one soul, granting your next attack 170% crit with a three-second cooldown. Additionally, enemies killed grant an extra soul. I would never buy this. I, it sounds terrible. It sounds Literally never. It sounds cool, but terrible. Does that make sense? Yeah. I like the concept, costs, but it just sounds bad. It's not good enough. Like It costs 1,400 gold. You could have... Two-thirds of a Crystalis. And yeah, I know that's not a guaranteed crit, but it also gives flat damage. Well, so now that you, you do get... If you get Silver better. Edge, it is a guaranteed crit, right? That's, that's true. This you is a hero that could definitely now. get that. 
so the only trade-off here is that, yeah, you get an extra soul when you kill enemies, but that's literally, hey, I'm buying this shard because I'm going to feed and need to get my souls back. Like, who itemizes their hero like that? Right. You're not going to itemize your hero with the expectation that you're going to suck, right? I, mean, I don't know. That's, uh, I think this is the single worst shard in the game. Wow. I know that's a pretty big statement. I think it's really bad. I mean, it I might be. literally never well, buy this. Most of the shards are good, so it's not that crazy to statement. Even uh, if you do die and lose your souls, it's so fast to get them back that this extra soul thing doesn't really matter that much. Like, your no. max souls is 20. You need to kill 10 enemies when you die. It's nothing. It's two raises on a camp and one creep wave, and you're back. So, All right, I, let's move on. Shadow yeah, Shaman. Yeah. I mean, the thing that breaks out or is immediately noticeable to me is that 20 talent hex breaks. That's, that's crazy. That's old Scythe of Ice. That's crazy. That is a very good talent. Yeah. Yep. So now there's more breaks in the game. Silencer. Arcane Curse now does more damage when people are silenced. I feel like that was the case before. I remember there being something with uh, last word. Oh, wait, last word mutes items as a 25 talent. I know it's a 25 talent, but I heard that got changed already. Oh, wait. What do you mean it got changed? But I don't. I don't know if it did. I someone told me that it doesn't work like that. What do you mean? Maybe it literally says it. Yeah. Well, either way, the, I believe the Aghanim Scepter is last word is multiple heroes are hit by it's last AOE. word. AOE. Right? So This talent is so broken. It's, yeah, that's... <laughs> if you get there... It's 25, though, but Jesus. it's yeah. ridiculously good, for sure. Uh, it's really fucking good. Okay, Skyrath, yeah. we're going to skip. Slardar. He's much better, though. Big quality, or just buffs to Skyrath overall. He's okay. a better hero. Slardar better in lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, big buff to Slark. He's going to be a pick again, unfortunately. Uh, less self damage on dark pack means it's easier to farm. Shadow Dance lower cooldown, and he got some good talents, so he's better. Snapfire got some small buffs. Sniper's take aim got changed again. It's still fucking weird. Don't know if it's good. Concussive <laughs> grenade is weird. Uh, honestly, feels like a good shard, but nobody really plays sniper, and it's uh, Jenkins does. And, he really likes. Yeah, he might be. I think the shrapnel buff is pretty significant on level one. It does a lot more damage. That's a twenty five percent damage increase level one, but. And not really sure. Spectre shard reworked again. It's still not very. I thought the other one was more interesting. The new one makes really? you fire a dagger. The new one makes you fire a dagger whenever you take three hundred damage. Yeah. Uh, or absorb. Sorry, you need to absorb three hundred damage, which means you need to take way more than three hundred, of course. And then it fires a dagger in the direction of the last source of damage. I don't think this is very good. I don't think people are going to buy this. They're going to take well, it off Roshan. Yeah, I don't think this is very good, but it's more unique. The other one su- the other one was literally the same as Ags, basically. They're both the same. That's why I hated it. It's like you I have like this little haunt version, guy for both Ags and Shard. That's dumb. I like the version where it was you haunt to the target that dealt damage to you last. It felt like really skill-based and finesse, where it's like, oh, I just I mean, got hit by this I don't guy. Mind so that being, I don't mind that like being the Shard. But it feels it like post. that was cool. Yeah, but the axe yeah. was basically the same. Like, it's very little difference. Now the axe just makes you able to haunt whoever you want. I, I understand. It's both of them are haunt illusions. It's nice to have that's, a difference I mean, between true. the two. That's true. That's fair. Spirit Breaker. No idea why he needed to. I feel like this overall is a nerf, but we'll see. Yeah, the uh, scepter. More mana cost uh, and charge. Scepter Nolan gives charge move speed, but you get that from a 20 talent, so you need to get level 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greater Bash deals more damage to creeps. Who cares? You play as support. Eh. Don't think it's that good. Okay. Uh, small buffs to Storm overall. A bit more damage. Lower mana cost on ults. Uh, Sven, a bit better. Greater Cleave on level 4. Lower cast point on Hammer is very good. Went from 0.3 to 0.2. It's a big percentage-based improvement. 
Uh, techies got slightly changed, whatever. It's not very much. Uh, TA, big nerf to farming ancients. You do less damage per subsequent hit on Psyblades. So when you stack camps and it bounces through multiple, uh, that is where this matters the most. So big nerf to farming on ancient stacks. And you have a less spill range multiplier on Psyblades as well. So it doesn't, um, it doesn't transfer as well across. And then Psionic Trap got, or Projection got, I would say, fixed. I would say it was a bug that you could travel while you're yeah. rooted or leashed. You can't. And it takes longer to channel. Yeah, that definitely should have been the case. And the Terrible Psyblades range down got swapped to 15. I feel like Terrible didn't get mega nerfed like I was expecting. I mean, the agility gain reduce is pretty good. Um, Metamorphosis duration down by four seconds is pretty yeah, important. I guess, but it feels like you get 25 most of the time this year, and you get an yeah, extra 20 seconds now. So, meh. No. Tidehunter, I do want to talk about this one, um, which is the, the 25 talent, Cinderin. I know. Or yeah. no, sorry. The, yeah, the 25 talent has changed from 200 damage to 50% chance to proc Anchor Smash on attacks. And the other 25 talent, no more CDR. It's now a one second extra stun which won't for Ravage, which won't matter against Chen with Ags. But 50% chance to proc Anchor Smash sounds so fucking cool. I The old school Tidehunter where he did like the 360. I love that hero. Yeah. So I know this is the 25 talent, but is there any way that going like attack speed damage makes sense, especially with the shard being tied to Anchor Smash as well? That sounds crazy once you get to that level. Could, maybe. It could be a thing, perhaps. Um, I still think his primary role is unchanged. You're mainly going to see him as three. But maybe it could be like a flavor thing in strategy where you can have this as a potential thing by playing core tied mid. Or even if you're playing offlane tied, maybe you can transition into some sort of a pseudo carrier with just an AC. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is actually enough to hit really hard late game. Um, but yeah, you're getting instead of 200 damage. That was really good. So I think this is worse. Than 200 damage. With a normal build, yes. But with a very specialized build. Is it even better with a specialized build? I think it like is. How, how much damage does Kraken or does uh, Anchor Smash do? I don't know. 175. You're probably so right, you but I don't want you to hit more I targets. I don't want you to be right. So Okay. Okay. It's this, awesome. Maybe this gets buffed or something, but I like the idea of this a lot because it reminds me mm -hmm. of the old Tide. Uh, Timbersaw. We'll skip. Nerfed overall. Tinker mega oh, rework. God. All right, this is going to take the next 10 minutes. to <laughs> Give me the lowdown on this hero. Okay, so the lowdown is Tinker no longer needs to buy travels because when he reaches level 6, he gets a skill called Keen Conveyance, <laughs> which is a sub-ability of rearm that allows him to travel to a building. On level 2, he can target units, and on level 3, he can target heroes. So he gets, like, free... It's not travels in the usual sense on level 1, though, because it's only buildings. And then uh, he lost... Uh, he lost March of the Machines as a basic spell. He now has the shard, the old shard, the defense matrix, is now a basic skill. So now he has a skill that he can cast on allies that gives a damage shield and status resistance. Laser is now AoE on all levels. The damage, not the blind. The damage, yeah. Um, and then the Aghanim's upgrade is weaker. And now March of the Machines is the shard. <laughs> uh, th the hero is really weird. Like... I think his win rate isn't looking very good right now. But people are playing him think, support mostly, and this is brand yeah. new. So yeah, kind of to be expected, exactly. I feel like. I think part of it is unfamiliarity with the hero, and I think part of it is also uh, that 
people might be expecting to do similar tinker things and you can't do that anymore he's just right. a totally different hero um, like you have to so. wait for 20 minutes to get the thing that allows you to tp and you probably like the build i think is going to be the most interesting oh, thing what thing pros do TP is the tp is just tied to your old that's not the shard the shard is much of the machines oh you're right you're right you, you okay. need level six so yeah, if you're playing yeah. support tinker okay. it's probably minute 10 but march of the machines like what you you can travel to towers but you can't march yeah you can't farm crazy so you like can before. travel there to laser you have an aoe laser so you can kind of kill a wave with that and then you can save heroes yeah. with defense matrix he's very very strange this yeah. hero right now uh i don't i don't know i'm not really sure i like it to be honest he seems a bit weird but I'm i sure like it just because it's not the old tinker and i exactly i was tinker. just gonna say the community's gonna love this shit just because it's not old tinker all right but. moving on tiny skipping trant yeah. protector skip, skipping yeah. slight buff to troll wild axes in lane the ranged ones oh ice shards for tusk the shard used to be the whatever that unit was called is now enemies Sigil. Yeah, the frozen sigil. Enemies within 200 radius of the center of an ice shard suffer from 40% slow and take 60 damage per second and increases the length of the shard by 300. That is uh, not the cast range. That is the actual shard length. itself. It's just way bigger. Yeah, that's that's a cool shard. I like this mm -hmm. change a lot. I don't Level know if it's... 10 talents also strong. Tag team damage helps you kill Roche, helps you yep, kill heroes. Good shit. Oh, this one's awesome. Underlord. Reworked Scepter. Fiend's Gate gives you a new ability. Cast within 4,000 range to create a portal next to Underlord and a portal at the target location. Allies can click on either portal to teleport to the other one after a two-second channel. Portals are indestructible, last 20 seconds, and can be cast in locations where wards can be placed. How long is 4,000 range? Uh, two and a half, one and a half Marana arrow max range, roughly. This is a cool fucking ability. I think it's really and cool. I suggested this spell about a year ago. Ooh. There was a conversation about making Underlord more interesting and more fun to play because a lot of people thought it was boring. And I suggested this concept That's, as an ulti for him. Uh, why didn't you bring it up original, on the podcast, you noob? I don't I don't remember. Because it was like a private conversation. I can't share everything, right? But it's just a suggestion. Like, Who gives a shit? His, his original ulti I don't know why I didn't bring it up. It's a it's a while ago. But I honestly thought I think eventually this will replace Dark Rift. I don't know why that isn't what's done right now, because I think like maybe they're trying it out and figuring out how good this is and whatever, but I feel like this is just a way more fun spell to use. The problem with Dark Rift is that, especially at lower and mid-range levels of play, I think it's a very difficult spell to utilize what if, properly. What if this was the ult and then Aghanim's Scepter made it global? Is that broken? The cast range. So you could just put if in your you, fountain. If you made this glow, wait, one more time. The cast range right now is 4,000. So what yeah. if Fiend's Gate was the ult and then Ags gave you global range? I could kind of see that. Uh, maybe that would be a little bit broken. Like the, the, the thing with Dark Rift was that there was like a reaction time, right? If the, if the gates become visible to the enemy team, kind of like when you cast Relocate on the map, I think that could be okay, actually. Hmm. That could be interesting, but... But yeah, I'm super happy to see this. I think it's going to make the hero a lot more fun. It kind of sucks that it's a scepter, so you need to pay for this. And yeah. a lot of games, people aren't going to get it. But it's I think cool, the, spell, the spell concept itself is really fitting for this hero. And it makes it, I think, a big challenge with Underlord in general. It's just, you know, there are people that like this hero, but there's not many of them. And you want to make this hero more accessible <laughs> and more interesting to the average I, I have to commend you. Great suggestion. Have you talked to Icefrog about my suggestions on Legion Commander? No. 
All right, please do that. He listens to the podcast. He has definitely uh, heard him. Undying. Uh, the shard now reduces flesh golem cooldown by 30 seconds and causes undying to spawn one zombie on each attack. I think this is kind of cool. Uh, I think the old one was just decay spawns a zombie. So it's kind of boring. Uh, I think that's that's a cool one. Uh, Ursa, his shard got essentially nerfed along with the cooldown of Earthshock, which is a nerf to shard, technically speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vengeful Spirit now deals 50 damage to enemies, the Nether Swap. So that means they can't, can't blink. blink out uh, with a blink dagger, that is. And Nether Swap now causes Vengeful Spirits and allies. She swaps to take 50% less damage for three seconds. This is enormous. I think this is really the biggest good. buff she's ever gotten, actually. Maybe the two Nether Swaps is, I don't know. This feels better than that, though. It's really good, especially for Corvenge, where you swap an enemy into your team to kill them. And then a lot of the time in the past, the trade-off was that you can die yourself because you get your position gets compromised. Yeah. But because you're tanky now for three seconds, it gives you time to kill the enemy hero you swapped and then stay alive. And even if you do get killed, they need to commit so many more resources, and then you can have agonims and come back to life as a ghost. Yeah. So this is really fucking good. I think this hero could become a first phase pick actually off of this over time. I love it. I love this hero. Great. It's a flexible hero can play support and core. I think it's legit. All right, moving on. Venomancer, the Scepter, which was, along with Viper, the most boring in the game. Uh, it's, actually, still. it's still boring, actually, because the damage <laughs> yeah. for Poison Nova has changed to be percentage-based, which is enormous, and the Scepter just increases. So it's actually kind of like the old Scepter. Still boring. But percentage-based damage with Poison Nova. But Veno scales so much better. Insane. If you do the math, level one Poison Nova does the same damage as before if the enemy hero has exactly 1,000 health max. Mm. If they have more than 1k max health, it's a buff. If they have less, it's a nerf on so that specific target. Venno is essentially a an anti-strength hero now, I feel like. He's really good against the heroes that get a lot of health, whether they're strength or not. Like anyone who itemizes health gets punished mm. uh, hard hard by Venno. So. Okay, Viper, nothing, yeah, Visage. Minor. Relatively minor. Okay, Void Spirit. Slight buffs. He's going to get played more. All right, Warlock. I actually like this talent for Warlock. Oh, uh, no, tell me. 10%. You, you hate this? 10% oh. attack speed per second to allies with upheaval. Why? Uh, maximum 70%. So basically your golem is going to be like beating the shit out of people. Why does upheaval buff your allies? Why not? Upheaval is kind of a, I don't know. It's not Why like it was it bad, but do something more to enemy. Uh, okay, so here's more here's than anything. This is great this. buff for atomic war. Just saying. This this is not about whether this is a good spell or not. It's just I feel like this. I don't like the design of this personally, just because it's like okay to just put the argument on on edge here. Let's just say you take lion and you're like, oh, with a talent now, a finger of death can target an ally to heal them instead. It's like, is that good? That might be really good in the right situation. But does that make sense for the spell to do? Like, why does upheaval buff your allies? It's upheaval. It's a slowing spell for enemies. Why does that give you attack speed? What if it was just creeps? That's, that's creeps. fucking weird. That's what if weird, it just man. buffed your golems? That's... I think that would be better, maybe. It's just, it just it, slow attack speed of enemies in upheaval, then. All right, Weaver. Okay. Uh, Something. I mean, yeah. some decent changes, but nothing super noteworthy. Windrunner, though, get, uh, reworked the shard. So that's the power shot that did percentage-based damage and killed people. 
is now Gale Force, a new ability. Vector targeted, summons a strong wind that pushes all enemies within 1,000 AoE by 250 units per second in the target direction for three seconds. Units can still move, attack, and cast spells and does not interrupt channeling. Seeing this used a lot seems really strong. Uh, To my understanding, it's global. It's fucking global. <laughs> For some reason, this is global, which I think is broken. It's so good. It's That's way too broken to be global, in my I opinion. I think it's overpowered, but I love the design. Yeah, the design's very cool. It's I agree. Really, really cool spell. I love this one. It fits the hero. It's very interesting. It, sets, it synergizes with Shackle Shot. It synergizes with Power Shot. It synergizes with Focus Fire. Everything about the hero. This just makes sense as a shard. It's really cool and very yeah. unique. Uh, is it broken that's global? Probably. Could it? Easy to change, though. The concept is what's hard coming up with. Balancing stuff isn't as hard as getting a new creative idea. This yep, is my favorite shard of this patch by far. Yeah. It's really interesting. I like it a lot. All right, Winter Wyvern, Skipping, Witch Doctor. Oh, Wyvern got hit hard. Right. Let's just say that. Got yeah, the, the Cold Embrace, the shard, uh, down by one second in terms of the cooldown, and then... Arctic Burn got nerfed. Curse got nerfed. Percentage base got nerfed as well. Hard. Yeah. yeah, as expected. Yeah. Uh, Witch Doctor are going to skip. And let's just mention that cast does more damage each bounce. I think that's cool. It okay. does less damage on the first hit, but then if you hit up a really good cast combo, it starts adding up very fast, and it actually hits pretty hard. That's cool. Okay. Yep. And Wraith King, whatever, Zeus, whatever. Okay. Yep. All right. That's it. So what are your thoughts? Keep it short, Cinder. What are your thoughts on this patch? Can I Let me give mine real quick. Okay. I so. actually like this patch quite a bit. I know the reaction was not good to this patch from what I saw. People were expecting more, and I just want to go on record saying I was expecting less, actually, because typically two months, be- I think be- in terms of patches that have come a couple months before TI, this is the biggest of all time. I'm pretty confident in saying that. Yeah, there's no Usually terrain the changes. Come after TI. Yeah. Exactly. Like the terrain changes weren't going to be here regardless. Like you're not going to do that when teams have already qualified for TI. Just the neutral changes alone really surprised me. And obviously, I'm a fan of like stuff being, you know, changed however, like just for a viewer perspective more than the pros. But this was a huge patch. I was not expecting something this large. And people are complaining that it's not large enough. That actually surprised me. Because yeah. <laughs> again, for me. Yeah, so to me, this isn't... Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, to me, this is not about the size of the patch, but I think there were some things that I would have rather seen than what we got. So I would have been completely fine if the patch was half as big or even a third Mm. if it addressed, in my opinion, some of the most glaring issues in the game, which is primarily the amount of gold on the map and the power creep. And I don't really think it addressed that. I don't think this patch really slowed down the game much. Uh, heroes are still getting way too big, way too fast. The, my favorite power creep change is that Roshan no longer drops cheese on the second kill. Uh, that's really good. Uh, I want to see more of that. I think some of the neutral item removals are good. I think half of the new designs are worse than the average neutral item design, so not too happy with that. Uh, but a lot of the overall nerfs to heroes and nerfs to items are very warranted, so that's great. I love nerfs, um, you sure as you do. can tell, because yeah. I like things slowing down a bit. I think some of the buffs are really cool and very intelligent. I love the Wind Ranger Shard, like I just said, a couple of the new ideas are very creative and very cool. Some of them are confusing, like the Tinker. Don't really know what that's all about. He's really fucking strange. Yeah, um, I love. Overall, uh, like, it's still I, a good patch, but I kind of I'm I'm in the camp of I expected. I wouldn't say I expected more, but I expected something else. I think mm, yeah, some okay. other changes would have been better, but this overall is still a good patch. Yeah, 
I'm a huge fan of the Pudge changes. The Pango yeah, changes are, yep. they sound cool. I don't know if they are good, but the Pudge one, I'm very confident will be at least trolly for people. That That's always fun. Dawnbreaker, really excited to try the Ags and the Shard out. Um, and yeah, overall pretty, I hate the Axe changes. I have to say that again. Fucking hate that. Horrible. That's the worst change of the whole patch, but mm. pretty much everything else I liked. Um, yep. So... Very happy overall. Excited to see Silver Edge as well, kind of make yeah, a resurgence. I'm a bit on the fence about how good that is. I think it might be broken, but we'll see. We'll Fortunately, see. we have a tournament coming up right now. We get That's to see right. some things showcased. I'm excited to see some new strategies and maybe some of the forgotten heroes make a bit of a comeback, especially something like Bane. I think we'll be getting some love here. Um, should be interesting. All right. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Sorry for the rush. I have stuff to do. Cinder, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you, everybody, for watching, listening to We Say Things. Goodbye. Bye. We say things that don't mean anything. Subscribe. So, wait, what's the rest of the lyrics? Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Yep, bye.